Thanks for listening to Chicago's Morning Answer podcast sponsored by Signature Bank. Signature Bank takes pride in helping customers grow their business and provide unmatched banking expertise, custom financial solutions, and the industry's best technology. So whether you're a business looking for a deposit relationship or needs a ready source of financing, Signature Bank is the right bank for you. Call today at 773-467-5600 to hear how Signature Bank can help your business grow and thrive. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. This is Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM560, The Answer. Phone lines are open, 312-642-5600, turnkey.pro. Answer line 64636. Type in DA, then a quick comment, the big winner, the big loser. From last night's second and final gubernatorial debate, joining me this morning is the one and only hey, John hey. Anthony from Black and Right Radio. Hey, thanks Heard for having here me. noon to three on Saturdays. Yes, that's right. I'm nailing that. You maybe. got it. <laughs> Not black as is right. I know. And one thing that bummed me out yesterday, because my friends had called because they wanted to be part of the studio audience, but there was no yeah. studio audience yesterday. So it was kind of a different feel yeah. for the debate as opposed to the first one when you could hear people you know, cheering along and yeah. or booing. You know, you can get an immediate reaction right. to their answers. Um, Micah Matera. Ooh. Oh, wow. I used to work with Ouch. her in Detroit. I She is a lovely person. Great mom. Not a good moderator. Well, I, it, it just felt like she had it out for Darren Bailey. She did. It did, it did the appear get that go. way. Yes. Like from the get-go, downstate farmers, 25% of them polled. They don't like you. Well, how can you get them to vote for you? Right. And I thought, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just, it was a little, that was. As a moderator, you shouldn't become a part of the debate. You should moderate. And I don't, I don't think she did that last night. But what is, what, and then debates like the 60 seconds and 30s to reply. Yeah. Just let those let them, two, let them go. That's what we did at our AM 560 debate. It's, it's the know, last debate. And I know people didn't want it. Uh, yeah. You know, they, no, no, we're going to be civilized. They're like, no, yeah, we'll be civilized, but just let them work it out. Tussle it out. So the first question, you know, Chicago is a hell, hell, blah, blah. And, <laughs> Darren Bailey has rebranded Chicago now. I'm going to get, are you going to buy the t-shirt or am I? Uh, uh, let's see if they'll give us one. How about that? Hertzkerville. Yeah. And then we can have some bullet holes in it. <laughs> some inflation. Some poor people uh, crying because they don't have enough money for food or gas. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Uh-oh. Oh, no. It's, oh, hold on. Oh, this is a bad day for our next gen. <laughs> Here's Justin coming in for the clutch. All right. Let's see if this works. This is. His, you know, renaming of Chicago yeah. being a hellhole. Yeah. Pritzkerville. So I've been thinking about that since you keep bringing it, the situation up, and I've got a new name for Chicago. I'm going to call it Pritzkerville because every one of Governor Pritzker's extreme policies are destroying the city, out-of-control crime, devastated education, the fact that corporations are packing up and leaving every day. No, I think uh, Pritzkerville fits quite well because Governor Pritzker, it's time for him to own it. Chicago is the nightmare called Pritzkerville, and it's still th- two weeks from Halloween. Oh. Uh, your, your reaction to that, John Anthony, the uh, renaming it Pritzkerville. I almost, remember the movie Pleasantville? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> That's the story of Prospect? No, we always joke around like, oh, I live in Pleasantville, but it's Mount Prospect. That's what I got from it when I first, as soon as I heard it, I said, oh, Pleasantville. Remember it all started black and white, and then the color came yeah, in. And, and then. Because, you know, corruption entered. Pleasantville, um, 
Prince Pritzkerville, I don't know. I mean, calling Chicago the hellhole Pritzkerville, uh, I get I get why he's doing it. I definitely get why he's doing it because he, what he wants to do is show what's actually happening in Chicago because the media's not going to really do it. No. And, and, I, and, that's, and I think that's why Dan Prof's pack is so – is is really blowing up because it's showing what's actually happening in Chicago or or Pritzkerville. And then right away, the question. I mean, right, yeah. right away, boom, Black Lives Matter. Yeah. What does it mean to you, oh. Mr. Bailey, state senator? What does Black Lives Matter mean to you? You have 60 seconds for this. It means that every life matters. And unfortunately, J.B. Pritzker, during his four years in office has created so much division and hate in this state with with racial ideas and ideology it has to end i'm running for a governor to bring unity all across this state and only until we start focusing on the issues that unite us that being out of control crime high taxes and better education those are what we must focus on those are why people are leaving the state those are why business refuses to come here. It's why the CEO of McDonald's called Chicago a city in crisis. And it's really very simple. Four years in a supermajority that Governor Pritzker could do anything that he wants. But we have more problems today than we ever thought of then. Less jobs, less people. It's a mess. And we've got to fire him and fix it. 312-642-5600, turnkey.pro, answer line 6466, type in DA, then a quick comment. Let's go to uh, Verlon on the Uh-oh. south side. Hi, Verlon, how are you? How are you, bo- how are you both doing? I'm What's doing all on, right. right. All right, man, that lady moderator was insufferable. She <laughs> kept telling Darren Bailey, I'm not going to tell you again. I'm not I'm not going to tell you again. Yeah. And she shushed she shushed him. him. I know, yeah. she did this. Yeah. yeah. A moderator shouldn't do that. I think she just let us should have let it breathe. Yes. You know, let them, you know, it's okay. We've, we've yes. been here. We saw the same show, you know, two weeks ago. Yeah. So have a new show. Right. Try something different. But Verlon, did you, who do you think won the debate though? Darren Bailey, hands down. Hands really? down. Uh, he didn't, yeah, he didn't, he did not get caught up by anything. Now it was one, it was just one that he missed. I, I'm trying to remember what it was. It was something about with the, Crime is a crime in Chicago. Oh, I know what it was. What? He should have brought up the summer of love. Yeah. It was some question that he got asked, and he's talking about the crime, and he should have brought up the summer of love and hit him with that. Yeah, it's not the fall of get, how, fear, how, right? <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Well, he did. Wait, yeah. did you just create that? Fall no, of fear? Oh. Dan Prof did. I completely stole it from I him. I love it. And that's what he tweeted out when that guy was carjacking people on the Dan Ryan did exit you, ramp I, with full like militia gear, like full like what the heck? Mad Max stuff going on. Yes. Deciding what car he wants to pick up. I yeah. think I like that red one. You know, as it relates to BLM, the question thanks, that— Thanks, Verlon. I mean, first of all, why? Why that question? <laughs> and within, it, it, within two minutes of right. the—who cares? We're over that. But it, but if, if you've been paying attention to Dan, Dan Bailey, Dan Bailey has been in the hood. I'm not talking about—I'm <laughs> not talking about the outskirts of the hood. He's been in the hood. We're going to have a guest on later today that he's been with um, just— so Tyrone much. Muhammad. Tyrone Muhammad, E-C-S-C-C. He's been everywhere with him. I mean, on the west side, on the south side. Um, so, I mean, that just shows you that she should, probably should have did her homework when, when it comes to Black Lives Matter. I mean, it's okay to ask the question, but it just seems so 2020. It, this is 2022, so okay? And I'm not being disrespectful to black lives. But 
please, right. to bring that up right away in a debate. Right. Um, but he did answer the question about rampant crime. Governor Pritzker and Mayor Lightfoot seem perfectly fine on, on all of this rampant crime. It has gotten worse in four years. That seems to be the message tonight. I, I really thought Governor Pritzker would come here with something different. But unfortunately, it's telling us how great he's done over the last four years. <laughs> Friends, life is worse today than it's ever been in Illinois. Nothing, nothing has gotten better in the last four years. And the only way that we change it is create change. Fire J.B. Pritzker and elect something different. He's right. And we got to get the big guy sometime. I mean, Governor Pritzker, this is his, you know, uh, plan to crack down on violence. Yeah. Now, I've also invested, as you know, in state police. We've increased the number of state police. Our uh, state-of-the-art crime labs are actually doing DNA evidence evaluation so that we can reduce crime. You know, if you want to reduce crime, you've got to solve crimes. And all the things that we've invested in over the last four years have been aimed exactly at that. Look, there's no doubt during COVID, we've seen crime increase all across the nation. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that Chicago a and the rest of the yeah. state, yeah. no exceptions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we've got to stand up for our state police, invest in police. Darren Bailey voted against all of those things. He's got no plan. That whole damn Bailey voted against all this. That was part of a bill that was a bunch of other stuff. Do you understand how much poison is in that bill? Right. Talk he about rejected that. the entire bill. We've, yeah, because we're going to have Darren Bailey on at 707, yeah. and we'll ask him about that yet again. Yeah. But one thing Darren Bailey did that I did not appreciate, he, he dissed Trump. Ah. But we'll, we'll, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. We'll talk yeah, about that yeah, at 6 yeah. o'clock. Uh, let's go to the phone lines. Uh, Ziff in Hyde Park. You're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Hi, Ziff. Good morning, good morning. I thought it was great last night. How are both of you guys doing? Hey, Zeph, how you doing? What is- you know, I got to be honest. I'm in Bailey's camp, but I, I, I gave it a draw. Hmm. I gave it a draw. The governor was a little bit more prepared, Amy. He was. This- well, he should have been because he took a week off, more than a week off, <laughs> with campaigning and with media appearances to focus on this debate. Yeah. He looked better. His hair looked better. Uh, uh, Our our guy came out real aggressive, high energy early on. I thought he didn't need that. And then when he composed himself midways and then it flowed, I thought his closer was real good. Mm -hmm. I thought that. I think we got Amy. I I keep promising you. I said I was going to give you a daishiki. We got to get two t shirts. We got to get yeah. a Bailey hood for you, and we got to get a Pritzker hood for uh, Dad. <laughs> and then we got to get the gentleman that's laughing and talking. Now we got to get him one with the front and back. Nice. I'm, I'm going to make that happen. Let's do it. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Let's Ziff. keep it up, guys. We got, Thank you. We got a little week to go. <laughs> three weeks. Less than three weeks to go. Yeah. Philip in Blue Island, you're on Uh-oh. Chicago's Morning Answer. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. It's interesting how if you ask somebody, and now let me just deal with with uh, Beetle Bailey. Um, <laughs> what did you call him? Beetle Bailey. The question was, you know, what do you think about Black Lives Matter? And the first thing out of his mouth is all lives matter. How well, do you think that to play in a community that you want to support or whatever you want to do with them, and, and and actually, you want their vote, but the first thing out of your mouth is actually, what do you think about Black Lives Matter? And and only that said, it has to be about the organization. So it, wait, it wait, you don't be... think he's going to get the black vote because of his answer on what does he think of Black Lives Matter? 
Of course. I mean, but if I mean, just just say anybody say, just say you yourself say, uh, hey, 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 what do you think about Black Lives Matter? And you say all lives matter. You think that's going to endear you to black people if you don't deal directly with the question and with the the particular race of people that that question uh, 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 talks about or supports or or whatever. You know, we're talking about black lives. If yeah. you're talking about black lives matter, don't say all lives matter. That's ridiculous for somebody okay. in his position to say that. You know, I I think I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I kind of sort of agree with Phil because I don't think he answered the question directly. You know, what does black lives matter mean to you? Um, and I think that's one of the questions that we could ask him today. What what I mean, what does black right. lives matter? All right, mean Philip, to listen at 707. We'll ask him again. Okay. All right, thank you. All right, let's go quickly to uh, Craig in Mount Greenwood. You're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Hey, good morning, Amy and uh, John. Good morning. Thank you for calling me. Hello. Yeah, yeah we're man. here. What's up? Oh, so anyways, Amy, I couldn't agree with you more. That moderator, that's disgusting. I mean, uh, but that's a leftist, basically, that's uh, power hungry. Can't handle the power, and that's what they do and everything. And as far as who won... Bailey comes across, you know, they make people make fun of that twang and all that stuff like that. But when he answers questions, it, they, they're smart and they're basically clear. He gets, he comes across with what he wants to say. True. And I believe that uh, Bailey did really good. All right. Thanks, Craig. And I mean, that's why I think he won. I do. I, I, I think it was, I'd have to say it was a draw. I, I think he won because, because of the expectation. And I, and I think he not only met the expectation, he exceeded the expectation, especially some of the answers that he gave, I, I really do. And at the, but though at the end, you know, even though Micah was sh- yeah. telling him, sh- and, yeah. and I know she's trying to gain control of the situation. Yeah. I understand that perspective of it. But at the end, they really she was they were laughing. Yeah, and, you yeah. know, yeah, chumming around a little yeah. bit. So. I mean, I get it. I mean, that's that. That's that sister shush. You know, my mother's <laughs> done it. My sister's done it. <laughs> my wife's done it. That's that sister shush. 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 Connect with Dan and Amy on the AM five sixty The Answer mobile app. Just text the word APP to 64636 to download the app today. Business owners, now's the time for your business to make the move to a locally owned business bank. Hi, Mike Gallagher here to let you know that you don't have to look far. Signature Bank was founded in Chicago with a simple mission to help companies like yours grow, succeed, and thrive. Their decisions are made locally by a terrific team that knows your name, cares about your business, and invests in your success. That's why Signature Bank is my bank. I'm a customer. As business owners, they knew that local family-owned businesses were not getting the help they needed or deserved. So, I invite you to reach out to my friends at Signature Bank today. Write the number down. Remember this phone number, Signature Bank, 773-467-5630. And learn all about this great bank, 773-467-5630. Or visit them online at SignatureBank.Bank. That's SignatureBank.Bank. Signature Bank makes commercial banking personal. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. See Larry Elder, Brandon Tatum, Alex Berenson, and many more at Freedom Summit Chicago. Tickets available at freedomsummitchicago.com. Well, regardless who thinks who won or lost the debate right after it, uh, Darren Bailey received another $2 million donation. Nice. From, I believe, Dick Uline for the people who play by the rules pack. So that's good. That's a lot of money. Since July to now, Pritzker, $38 million. Darren Bailey now eight point six million, so there's still a big huge <laughs> difference. Three one two six four two five six zero zero turnkey dot pro answer line six four six three six. Type in DA, then a quick comment. 
But before we get to that, Mike, we were talking during the break because you've moderated so many debates. Um, and a lot of people are very, they're not upset, but they just think that uh, they were very biased in their line of questioning the moderators at Channel 9. Uh, can you turn Mike's mic on, please? There, you there go. we go. It's a, a mic. It, it, thank you. <laughs> I do have a microphone right in front of me. No, it is a it, first. Let's just let's just state for the record. It's hard to moderate a debate. Oh, yeah. It's difficult. It is. Um, it's a it's an unbelievable balancing act between the right question, the right timing, the right candidate and the right uh, uh, and in the right order. Uh, what order you put candidates in and what order they get questions in and little things like that make or break a debate. Uh, two, uh, bias is hard to track. Um, you, you have to have experience to make sure that questions, one, don't give the appearance of bias, but two, actually get to the heart of the matter. Yeah. Right? Yep. Mm-hmm. That's what you want. You want them to give you an answer, not an obfuscation, not uh, a brush off. Not a not a pat written answer that's on a card right in front of them right. that somebody is prepared for them in advance. That's going to happen, but you want them to get to the point where they actually answer a question, and you have to have an experienced moderator. Yeah, do you, you, you I just mean, do. Do you feel? Does anybody feel that any questions were actually answered yesterday? I think that's part of the problem, right? That's right. what we're experiencing <laughs> as we re-listen to the audio from last night. We're just not we're, we're getting political answers. Right. We're getting um, we're getting talking points, mm-hmm. but we're not getting two things that voters really want in an election cycle. Uh, uh, real answers to real questions. And how do you advance? Not how do you look back? Right. What's what are you going to do? Actually do, which really nobody wants to give away until they're elected. Right. Then the plan comes out. But, you know, it's hard Again, let me reinforce, it's hard to be a good moderator. It's right. really difficult to be a good moderator. There's so many factors that go into it. Um, bias, is, bias is one thing, and you've got to really guard against it because you bring your own personal experiences into writing out debate lineups, who gets what question. Right. right. But, you, but you also can't impose yourself on a debate. Which was done last night. I, it, may, it may have been more than a couple times. Yeah. And, and Mike Matera did ask, you know, uh, Darren Bailey right out of the box, what does BLM mean to you? Right. And then she did ask Pritzker this. As governor, how have you improved the lives of Chicago's black and brown residents? Well, I, I want to point out Six that Darren Bailey has surrounded himself with racist, misogynistic, homophobic, Ooh. xenophobic people and organizations, Ooh. including chasing yeah. after the chief among them, Donald Trump, all he who talked about to stand up for you. He's going to stand up for them, not for the failed. working families yeah. and particularly black and brown people across the state of Illinois. Look, I not only have invested hundreds of millions of dollars into the neighborhoods, not just in Chicago, but across Illinois, of black and brown people. And uh, frankly, I have the most diverse administration in the history of the state of Illinois. Well, there you go. There it is. Hey. I got black for us. I've got black for us. <laughs> yeah, which neighborhoods? Um, and, and rich neighborhoods, and also which administration? Well, who is he talking about? Right. Everybody right. I see with him is not, I, I don't see black people. So, well, he's got a uh, lieutenant governor. L- yeah. But most of his staff is I mean, his, females. His, his, he might want to introduce yeah. himself to some men. 
His deputy governors, he's got Christian Mitchell. Okay. You know, yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. See, you know yeah. more than I do. Yeah. So, That's why I'm glad you're here. Yeah. <laughs> but, there is, but there's this point as a moderator where you step in at that moment, and when you start to hear talking point answers, you step in and stop. Yeah. You're not answering the question. Yeah. That's where, as a moderator, you have the ability to step in and say, I'm sorry. Right. This is not the question that you need to answer. Or you go to a, immediately to a follow-up, and you ask it a different way, and you try to nail them down. Yeah, That's Pritz, your job. Pritzker mentioned Trump right. I'm sorry, five times last right. night right. for no reason. There's, there's, I mean, racism, misogyny. No, I'm sorry. You're, you're, you're not answering the question, sir. Right. Answer the question as it was given, or I'm going to try a different way. Yeah. And guess what, folks running the cameras, we're going to go over because I'm going to get an answer to the question. You have that power as a moderator. Yeah. Three one two six four two five six zero zero turnkey dot pro answer line six four six three six type in da then a quick comment. You know, you know, the, I think what was missed in both debates was to really, you know, needle in. I, Mark, Mike said not to go back, but I think this is one part we do go back. Prisca going at it alone, making all these decisions unilaterally oh. without any legislative oversight. I mean, though that's important because I mean. You know, there was a point in the question about why we have teacher shortages and things of that nature. Well, it's because of his policy decisions. It's because he stood alone. He made those decisions by himself without any any legislative oversight. He he basically was the 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 executive, legislative, and judicial. Yeah, he was all three branches he of government. It. Yes, and and and, 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 and that would be called a dictator. That's important though to the voter I to know. understand. What, well, why did you make these decisions without any oversight from the legislative body? None, zero, silch. Because he thinks very highly of himself. All right, uh, let's go to the phone lines. Terry in Rogers Park, you're on Chicago's Morning Answer. I sure appreciate uh, you and listeners uh, bringing up the the hatefulness of that woman. Uh, It's sure obvious whose side she's on, just like uh, Chris Wallace. (laughs) Oh, that's right. We were talking about what Chris Wallace did. I can't even remember. There have been so many debates, but. They're trying to just have the I got you moments yeah. where they make it more about them rather yeah. than the candidates. Uh, Tom in Blue Island, you're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Hey, Amy and John, hey, good morning. Uh, I hope Philip in Blue Island never needs a roof because he's not getting it from this roofing company. <laughs> uh, Be nice. It, 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 to, what, to what Mike said, uh, it, it was rigged as soon as he got the first question about Black Lives Matter, and I and not one to ever generally disagree with John, but I believe that Darren Bailey answered the question the only way you can answer it. If you, if you answer it any other way, you've played right in the hands of this moderator who isn't going to push back on uh, Governor Fatboy Pritzker because she's in his camp. Yeah. And uh, Darren Bailey made a big error when he, every time he stepped away from President Trump, he didn't have to come out and kiss Trump's you-know-what like Trump said J.D. Vance needs to. But when you walk away from the man, you hurt the people that support you. And I think Darren Bailey was a big loser last night. Okay. Uh, thanks, Tom, for the phone call. I, you know, And this is the part that he's talking about. Nobody's announced their uh, run for president. Well, the question was, will, will you campaign with President Trump? Right. Nobody's announced their uh, run for presidency yet, so I'll tell you that when they announce. He said when he accepted the uh, endorsement of Donald Trump that he would roll out the red carpet for Donald Trump in 2024. So which is it? I mean, why can't he be more like Herschel Walker? Herschel yeah. Walker during his debate. He's my friend. Oh, my God. He's growing on me. Oh, I, mean, I love him. I don't know who I love more, Carrie Lake or Herschel oh, Walker. Oh, Carrie Lake. Oh, no. Down well, hands down. 
I went to college with her. I've, I've really. I have TV Pro class. TV have you Pro had her on? Too. Have you guys had her? No, on? I got to reach out to my girl. Yeah. But this was Herschel Walker defending the man. Would you support a Trump 2024 run? Yes, I would. And let me tell you, President Trump is my friend. Has nothing to do with. Has nothing to do with that. He's my friend. I won't uh, leave my allies, Boom. which is what. Senator Warnock and Joe Biden did in Afghanistan. They left their allies. They left their allies, and right now on a foreign stage, a lot of these people don't trust us no more. They don't trust us to be strong anymore. So they're waiting to see who's going to stand up, who's going to trust. And and they have no one to trust right now because I said President Trump is my friend, and he won't stand up with Biden when yet he's voted with him 96% of the time. That was during his debate with uh, Ralph Warnock. And by the way, we're going to get to audio from Herschel Walker did a two day with NBC News mm-hmm. and Ralph and I thought he did a wonderful job. Ralph Warnock yeah. was offered the same. No, of course he wouldn't. He just shies away from the media yeah. campaigning from the basement. All right, let's go to Sean and Darian. You're on Chicago. Good morning, morning guys. Answer. Well, good morning. Good morning. Uh, my, my question is, why did Bailey steer away from the question about the super PAC yep. commercial. Now, all, all that Dan Trump has done for him, I mean, I, that was insane, stupid, wrong. He, he should have welcomed it, and he should have said, because this is what's going on in yep. the city, in the state of Illinois. I didn't hear that part. Thank you, guys. Yeah, no, Sean, I agree 100%. When I, his Prince Grass about, you know, the, the scream, not, yeah. he didn't say the scream ad, but these ads that are depicting what's really going on in right. Chicago. And Darren Bailey... It said this. I'm working hard on this campaign. If I sit and get distracted and watch TV all day long, like apparently Governor Pritzker does, I lose focus. Oh, well, he didn't really slam, slam. No, me. he didn't. But he well, didn't he, answer that. Mike, he, he didn't answer the question. No, he didn't answer the question. But but again, and he's uh, been asked that before. But he's, sure. he's not part of the super PAC. Right. And, and that's everybody the, and that's knows the issue. that. And that's and, the issue. And that's that's the issue. Yeah. Then John. just say that. Yeah, he's yeah. he's. Uh, but you know, he said it over and over and over and over and over already. If you waste time in a in a debate repeating what you've already said, you're not going to get that very valuable TV time you need to drive right. points points home. And and I agree with that. I, think, I agree with Dave Bailey with that. Okay, I do. You know, I mean, the nonsensical questions. You know, I mean, the, re- the repetition of, of of you want me to answer the same question um, right. a million different ways. No. But not everybody saw the first debate. Right. I mean, well, I knew what he was Which saying, is a better format. But, but I would have said, but this is our this is our reality. I mean, yeah. he lives in Chicago now. He's renting a place at the Hancock. You know, yeah. this is this is his world. Right. There was a better answer for him to, to go at, probably a better way to explain it. Um, but I don't think that's a that's a weakness per se right, right now. And plus that's a that's that's what you're hearing nationally at all the right. major major races too. They're they're running, not running away from supporters. They're just saying it's about me, it's about my policies, right. it's about what I want to do, and not about what super PACs are doing. Right. Even though they're uh, offering unbelievable amounts of support, right. it, but you, you want to focus the voter on right. policy in person. Yeah. And, and, and I think the caller said talk to his super I think that's what the caller said, <laughs> right? The caller said that. The caller yeah. actually said that. So, yeah. I mean. All right. Thank you. All right. Let's go to Kathy in Orland Park. You're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Hi, Kathy. Hey, good morning. I'm wondering, is is Stephanie Trussell his lieutenant governor? Yes. And if so, like, she, did they talk about that at all? Because I missed that no, part. I, I didn't. Nobody talked. No, nobody talked about their lieutenant. They normally governor. have a debate. The lieutenant governors. I, and there's no debate. I don't. They normally have at least one. Yeah, I, for Illinois, I don't. I, think, I believe. I, mm, I, I think you might have fallen on. Was your it head. Stratton? Stratton debated. Um, 
Sanguinetti? Sanguinetti? No. No. Sanguinetti? And I no. I'm gonna have to uh, say no. But you know what I am? What? I am gonna Google that. Okay. Oh, the break. Just the... Or if Quinn wants to help me out and find out if you could Google if there's a lieutenant gubernatorial it should be. debate. Why? Well, go because they're one heartbeat away from the governorship. Well, well remember oh, they Pritzker's. changed that for one year when Madigan Madigan changed that so that Sanguinetti wouldn't become the he lieutenant. Did? Yeah, they, you don't remember? You don't recall that? that no. Bit? Yeah, well, yeah. They didn't want Sanguinetti to become. Um, governor, in case anything happened to, to Rauner. So what? Would that would he would be governor? Uh, I, 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 I believe the house. I, for, I, for, I gotta go back and look at that bill. Oh, we have more I to think Google. it was Lisa. We Madigan. have to expand the break. I think the attorney general would have stepped in or something like that. I, I okay. gotta go back and look at that oh, bill. His I remember. Daughter. That would I remember. Be great. If not Madigan, then yeah. Lisa Madigan, yeah. his daughter. Because yeah, I didn't. I do not. But re- the point call. is, yes, Kathy. If they said that he's just a misogynist, uh, like doesn't have any people of color she is a strong conservative woman she is yep and you know i think that's important right. i agree thanks kathy <laughs> but 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 see the, see those words misogynist xenophobe homophobe these are the words they use can we get over that yeah. tell, tell me where darren bailey has done any of that then they try to throw his school in there i thought that was a great oh. answer the way he did that Do you want to hear about the school yeah i Hold thought that was on. great school 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 oh well, we'll we'll do that at the yeah. top of the six. Okay. Taking more of your phone calls. Marty in Naperville, you're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Good morning. I had a question from day one, and nobody says anything. Frisker pounds his chest about balancing the budget. He's the first one to do it. Why doesn't somebody say, you didn't balance anything? You were given money just right. like you've been your entire life. And you it's not, that's not balancing a budget. Why doesn't anybody... Anybody ever say anything about that? You don't listen to black and right radio then on every Saturday, twelve to three, because that's we pounded that in. Because the the, the, the reality. I hope so. No, I don't listen to it. I just because I'm not on a, listening to radio at that time. But I'd love to hear. I'm glad you do. But last night, nobody says anything about that. Nobody. Yeah. And he pounds his chest like he's done this great thing, and all he's done has been given money like he has his entire life. And who knows where this money goes? And then why? Then why isn't every bill in this state paid? And it's not. That's right. I'm still waiting for money for my business from the state. Yeah, I've yeah. been waiting eight months. Yeah. So I, I'm sorry, I get a little. Mad <laughs> no, about that's fine. I mean, it's a, you nobody, know, he's saying we balance the budget with COVID money. Hey, no. Amy, when Thanks, I first Marty. when I first came in the General Assembly, we had a budget of thirty-two billion. Thirty-two, 32 billion? billion was our budget. Okay. Then we just pass a forty-six, forty-seven billion dollar budget. Amy, that was 2014. This is 2022. Think about that. Think oh about how gosh. many more billions. The problem, again, the problem is not that we don't have the revenue. The problem is the spending problem, and that's why I love Darren Bailey's zero-based budgeting. But let's add another year to the budget as well. Let's not do it every year. Let's do it every two years with a zero-based budget because these agencies they come in expecting that money every year. Connect with Dan and Amy on the AM560 The Answer mobile app. Just text the word APP to 64636 to download the app today. This is Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM560 The Answer. So much to get to this Wednesday morning. Good morning, Amy Jacobson here. John Anthony from Dan Proft. Um, We've been teasing it, talking about it. Uh, This is the gubernatorial debate last night, the second and final one. Winners and losers. 
comments, suggestions, 312-642-5600, turnkey.proanswerline, 64636. Type in DA, then a quick comment. One part of last night's hour-long debate was the questions about Lurie's Children's Hospital and gender reassignment surgery and parental notification. Let's start with Governor Pritzker. Look, I think doctors, parents, and those kids uh, are working together to determine what's best for them. I think uh, our hospitals, especially Lurie, which is one of the great children's hospitals in the entire nation, are very responsible about these things. But look, I stand up for the rights of our LGBTQ community to make decisions for themselves. And it is true that trans people who feel themselves to be transgender early on, ought to go talk to a doctor, ought to work with their parents to figure out what the right thing for them is. Regardless of age. Right. I mean, I think obviously what we're talking about here is a children's hospital. Yes. Okay. Uh, 312-642-5600, turnkey.pro, answer line 64636, type in DA, then a quick comment. So regardless of age, gender reassignment surgery is okay according to our Governor Pritzker. Another reason to vote him out. Darren Bailey responding. You believe that children of any age can make whatever decision for their health that they want to make. I believe parents have the best interest in mind for their children, and parents should be making that decision, not doctors or teachers or governors. Amen, Darren Bailey. He definitely won on that segment. He did. And, you know, I, I don't understand the logic. In one sense, when it comes to crime, a, a child's mind hasn't formed until they're 24 years old. Right, according but to Chief according, Judge according, Tim Evans. But, but, but according to anything sexual, um, no matter the age, they can have it because it's an agenda. I'm sorry. Leave the kids. I almost said something. Please leave the kids alone. Dan Bailey's right. Leave them alone. Let these kids grow up to be kids. Well, there should be no gender reassignment Nothing. surgeries until after 18, until you, yes. you decide. Because a lot of people go through their tomboy ages. Yes. I know that I was one of them, and uh, it, I, I just when he said that yesterday, I was floored, but I shouldn't be surprised anymore. Pritzker about the Safety Act. Look, the folks who are critical of the uh, Safety Act and who are spreading disinformation um, <laughs> want to let violent criminals out of jail on January 1. That's oh, yeah. not what the Safety Act says. But if they're going to try to do that, we ought to amend the Safety Act to make sure they can't do it. Let's amend it. Uh, but not end it. And Darren Bailey is defending a system currently that allows people to buy their way out of prison. He said that last time about amending it. Right. And then the moderator, the female, I got to get her name. She was amazing. She, it was a moderator. Mm -hmm. And she did not take any you-know-what from Governor Pritzker. She's like, okay, so you don't have a walk-up song. Bailey, she's like, all right, well, you can't answer that question. (laughs) But she said, well, what exactly would you amend? Right. And he didn't answer the question. Right. Micah and Tamon Bradley should have asked, okay, wait, wait, you said this before. What exactly are you going to amend? He doesn't know. People loitering on your property that they just don't get a ticket that you actually have to remove them from somebody's private property? Nothing. Exactly. Well, because he doesn't know. He just signed that bill. You think he really knows everything that's in that bill? He knows nothing about that bill. All right. 312-642-5600. Turnkey.pro. Answer line 64636. Type in DA, then a quick comment. Really quickly. Um. I was just at, at the safe, uh, safe Suburbs USA PAC uh, event with uh, Glasgow. He was there speaking. He's Will the County, Will County State's, State's attorney. attorney. And that's not what he said. So if you have all these states, 100 of 102 state's attorneys saying that this is what, this is, at, 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 this is how they perceive the law. This is what they see, that what's in the law. Well, they should have fixed this a long time ago. And for them to say that P- 
people are just now that there's disinformation. You, you mean the state's attorneys are, are, are pushing disinformation or are they pushing trying to help and, and, and save their community so they won't become like Cook County? Here's Darren Bailey's response. I want to point out a few names here who Governor Pritzker good. has recently let out of jail. Mm. Veronica Wilson attempted, she murdered someone and she's in jail. Governor Pritzker let her out last year. Earlier this year, she gets arrested again. What for? Attempted murder. Omar are, are Anderson. You, you, to be clear, are you talking clemency board? What are we talking about? Yeah, you the let, prisoner review gotcha. board that, pres, right. that Governor Pritzker assigned and then signed off to. Omar Anderson, armed robbery. A year later, guess what? He's back in jail again for armed robbery. robbery. If you want to know more about these stories, go to my website, criminalsforpritzker.com, and read hundreds of so, stories. Senator, just one quick thing. What does that have to do with the Safety Act, though? If, if it that's has the to do with board. the simple fact that the Safety Act is 700 pages of confusion and bureaucracy and the fact that 100 of the 102 states attorneys disagree with it and now over half of them are filing suit many of them are democrats you make no bones about it yes this is going to governor pritzker safety act okay, okay your head's blowing it has to it. do about pritzker and his decision making and his policy making that's what it has to do with it it shows it, it shows a pattern of how he how he leads, how he governs. That's what it has to do with. That's why it relates. Please, people, do not vote for this guy. 312-642-5600. Bob in Buffalo Grove, you're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Uh, good morning, Amy, and good to hear from you, uh, John, too. Regarding the debate, uh, Bailey, I think, only did a fair job. Uh, so far, you've had so many really good uh, comments by your callers, but let me add uh, this. Bailey missed opportunities. Um, Pritzker pins uh, Trump on um, uh, ba- uh, Pritzker p- uh, ba- uh, pins uh, Trump on Bailey, but Bailey lets him get off with regards to uh, not uh, attaching um, <laughs> attaching Biden in his great policies that have ruined the economy. Regarding Black Lives Matter, all he had to do was just say. Black Lives Matter. What about abortion? Like Herschel did. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Bob. Appreciate it. Okay. That was a gem of an answer that Herschel Walker gave against Warnock. I, I yeah. remember. You remember just, when, he, when, he, when he was talking about how he, he said, instead of you aborting them, you should be baptizing them. Right. <laughs> if you believe black lives really matter. You <laughs> that's know? awesome. Oh. How could a reverend be pro-abortion? I, I have no I, idea. It's so bizarre. No idea. Uh, David in Winneka, this is a great question. Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, a couple points uh, I'd like to make. Uh, the first one is how do you an- how how do you answer that question when somebody asks you what do you think of Black Lives Matter? Um, as far as you know, myself and any of the people I know, we never said Black Lives didn't matter. Uh, and the second point on Bailey, uh, you know, when uh, Biden's or I'm sorry, when uh, Pritzker is going off about Trump. I don't understand why Bailey didn't stand up and say, well, here's some facts. You know, number one being that the black population had the lowest unemployment under Trump. Trump gave more to HBCUs than Obama yeah. did, you know, things to that such. But anyways, yeah, so that, that's it. Just, I mean, how do you answer that question? Yeah. Yeah. Who, how do you answer who, that who question? Who said they didn't matter? Right, exactly. Is, is, is it Democrats? Or, name a Republican out there that said black lives didn't matter. Name one. Name one. This is a straw man. This is this is this is this this is a line of attack that he continue to badger Republicans over. Of course, Black Lives Matter. Do, does the organization matter? Hell no. 
organization is corrupt. Yes. And I loved when Sharon Osbourne said she wants her nine hundred thousand yes. dollars back because what would what did the money go to? Right. It's well, not helping to houses. Black, to, right <laughs> to help their million dollar mansions. I want to see Candace Owens documentary that oh. she exposes Black Lives Matter. I would love to see that. I can't that. wait to see. I is cannot it out wait. Yet? It's, no, out. It's, it's out. Oh, it is out. It's out. What's they, the they title? Just, they oh no, we have to Google this again. <laughs> yeah, they had the premiere um, uh, a couple of nights ago. Okay. I can't wait to see it. But who said Black Lives didn't matter? These they politicians just created, created that this. when George Floyd died. Exactly. No, not politicians, protesters. Pro- pro- and politicians. It, well, yeah, they were on it. And then corporations donated millions. Yeah. Oh, Black Lives Matter here. Take, right. take our money. Right. And they did nothing with it. Not one not one dollar went to George George Floyd's family. Not, not one, one dollar went, not to, one dollar went to black communities. Not none of them. They're buying million dollar houses. That's what they're doing with it. The organization. Yeah. So tell me how black lives really matter. If you're not using the funds that you're you're taking in, which you are an arm of the Democrat Party, let's be honest, let's be truthful, you know, show me how black lives, you believe black lives matter. Stop giving black lives, black people crumbs off the table. And, and all we all they want to talk about is social issues, social programs, social inequity. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. yeah. Well, what about what about business ownership? What about building the the, the small the, the black small business um, uh, administration SBA or what? Let, let's let's talk about that. But all we want to do is talk about the crumbs that they continue to feed us at the foot of the table. How about a seat at the table? How about that? You want to know? You want to you want to really show that Black Lives Matter? Put them at the table. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a oh, little pumped right. up. No, no, I'm no, a little amped up today. You go. Tina and Joliet, you're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Hi, guys. Uh, the, yeah, the previous caller kind of um, had my sentiment. I, I think it was a fair performance. It's like a tale of two Darren Baileys. The first debate, I think he came out solid. Uh, the second one, I wasn't that crazy about. And, and like he has to uh, capitalize on every opportunity to hammer Pritzker on his own statements and his own records. Yes. When he started calling him a racist and, you know, and, and uh, whatever, all the other phobes. Misogynist. Uh, he should have turned. He should have turned to him and said, yeah, when he when Pritzker said, I have the most diverse cabinet, he should have said, oh, did you hire the least offensive black J.B. Pritzker? Oh, ooh, yeah, that that's what great. he said about Jesse White. Remember, yeah, he's yeah. the least. He's right. right. He's, pro, he's kind of vetted and he's the least offensive. Yeah. Throw it back at him. Put him on his heels. The guy is, J.B. Pritzker should be the easiest candidate in the world to pick apart. And 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 in terms of the, the transgender question, he dropped the ball on that one in my regard. He should have. The answer to that question is no. No child under the age of 18 should ever make that decision to, to, to or no, and no parent. Because it's irreversible right surgery. It's disgusting. And, Amy, one more thing. I had the privilege of hosting the show with John Anthony this weekend. Oh, you did? Yeah. And I did. And I was sitting in a chair, and I look, and it was there was dog hair all over Yeah, that's bunky, man. <laughs> I that told you. Bunky. I told you. I yeah, told John you. Cass, when he would fill in, he, he used to get my cat hair, and he couldn't stand it. Yeah, next time bring a lint roller, Tina. <laughs> all right, thanks, thanks for the phone call. All right. all right, we have a lot of phone calls here. 312-642-5600. Let's go to... Don in Park Forest, you're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Yeah, I want to know who's going to ban red light cameras uh, statewide. It's all corruption for the politicians. They keep getting thrown in jail, and it's just a rip off of the city. You drive from. No, it's about I, safety. I if here. it saves one life. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't doesn't do anything. Yeah. It, it, you try to drive down uh, well Cicero Avenue. I call it Red Light Camera Avenue. Drive from here. Uh, 
in the south suburbs towards the city, every damn uh, camera is red light camera. <laughs> it yep. is. I know. I've it's... never liked it. I'm, as, a, as, a, as a former police officer. Weaver, there's no discretion. Okay. <laughs> you got to pay that no matter what. Now, if I stop you as a police officer, you run the red light. You know, I, I listen to your, your story. Why? Why? What happened? Do you buy the point of no return? Like when you're in the middle of the intersection, you're at the point of no return, so you got to gun yeah. it. Do you well, buy that one if you're officer, no. Anthony? No. Turn it. No. Honestly, honestly, you just have to get your, your bumper, your rear bumper past the, st- the white stop line. Once you've cleared the white stop line and it's still yellow, you, there's no red light camera violation. It's, I, the, it's the white stop line. I have line. a stack of red light camera oh, and speed, camera, speed violation. Oh, a stack. Habitual. They're in here. I just keep them. <laughs> Past 12 years, I've just let them oh, pile up. Reminds All me right. of my former pastor who, was, who had a, uh, uh, he was a speed demon. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not a speed demon. I just, you know. I gotta get places sometimes. Oh, it's those school zones that get me every oh. time. Well, I'm, I go twenty five, but I should be going twenty. Oh, right? Yeah. And now they get you if you're five, six miles over. Yeah, even if kids are not in school, right? Yeah. Well, see, that's, we see, that's garbage. That, though. That's garbage. We fought because some some guy it was during spring break, and he took it. Um, I think all the way to the Illinois State Supreme Court yeah. because they were out of school and right. he won. You should because they weren't in school. All right, Rich in Indian Head Park. You're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Yes, good morning, Amy. Good morning, John. Good morning. How are you today? All right, you. Good. Uh, shouldn't the point, uh, questions that are being asked is, what are the candidates going to actually do to improve uh, the state of Illinois and not uh, focus on uh, Black Lives Matter? I mean, why are they making it an issue of Black Lives Matter? And did they... Uh, and did Pritzker have to answer that question? Would Black Lives Matter mean to him? No, he did not. No. I mean, they did not ask him. No. See, that's the thing. They yeah. did not ask him the question. They asked him, what have you done, done. to help black and brown lives? Yeah. But they didn't ask him yeah. what Black Lives BLM means to him. That's a very good point. Yeah. Uh, Glenn in Oakbrook, you're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Yes, good morning. I want to make a comment about the threat to democracy Pritzker brought up. Everyone should understand that a politician, any politician, is a threat to democracy when they don't follow the Constitution. Amen. When you have executive orders, when you have uh, censorship of free speech, when you have uh, politicization of the uh, Justice Department, that's all a huge threat to democracy. Everybody should understand that. Amen. Right. I'm with him. Thank you very much. I just got the Candace Owens, uh, the greatest lie ever that's it. sold. Yeah. Okay, thanks, Glenn, for the phone call. Appreciate it. Quickly, let's go to t- t- uh, Tony and Roselle. You're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Good morning, everybody. Um, I wanted to get back to the Safety Act. If, as a voter, left or right, if you're listening, you're not at least offended and not incensed that your elected representatives voted for a bill, rammed it through without even knowing what it did, nor its ramifications, you should be offended. This is, this is the, most, the biggest miscarriage of their job I can imagine them doing. And, 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 it's and not, to me as a voter, and not just that they did they pushed it through through lame duck sessions. So people um, who who were not no longer held accountable, that's right. that's a whole other aspect of they it. They did it in the middle and, of the and night, now, yeah. and now they're and now they're telling me that once it's in place, then we'll try and fix the parts that are broken. And there shouldn't be broken parts to begin with when it has this kind of effect. It's yeah. it's just offensive that he would say that on that stage. He's he's a piece of garbage. We'll find out All what's right. in it when we pass it. You know. Yeah, that's. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's disgusting. What also. All right, quickly, let's uh, go to Clay and Wheeling. You're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Morning, good morning, John. Uh, morning. John, I actually met you outside uh, that cigar night a uh, couple couple months ago. With, oh yes. 
props and everybody. We liked each other at Gertz, <laughs> and then I didn't even recognize you. Um, but anyway, um, all Bailey's got to do is say, you know what, if you like Pritzker the last, uh, last year, then don't vote for me. If you don't like what he's done, I'm going to do the exact opposite. I'm going to rip his whole administration apart. I'm doing the exact opposite. That's all he's got to say. I'm pro-life. God bless the pro-life movement. Stay away from that. It is yeah. poison in this state. You will, you'll lose, you know, I, you know, Prop always says it's seventh place on the voting line. I disagree with that. I think a lot more people in this state specifically vote for that whole pro-life, pro-abortions garbage. Yeah. All right. Stay away from it. Stick to your main points, pensions, safety, all that. Thanks, guys. Great. He pivoted. Thanks, Phil. He pivoted right when, to the parental notification. I mean, that's, that's where I think the fight and the argument is. There's nothing in the, he can't do anything. He, there's no executive overreach. He can't do anything to change how we do abortion here in the no, state of Illinois. No, but he could try and change the parental notification. Yeah, well, I mean, that's a the law. Executive, well, yeah. that is a law. Yeah, it's a law. He can't do that. But everything, I know he tried to pin him on that, and we'll get to more soundbites sooner. Again, reminding people, Darren Bailey will be joining us, the state senator yeah. and gubernatorial candidate at 7.07 this morning. Quickly, let's go to Phil and Darian. You're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Hey, good morning, guys. Listen, I wanted to comment on the commentators, okay? Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, the moderators, the two moderators. I mean, uh, Taman, I, I would say, is a pretty neutral, um, non-biased, but Micah is a known Trump hater. Yeah. You could tell she was blasting uh, Darren Bailey, even shushing him yeah. like a five-year-old. Yeah. I mean, mm. come on, guys. Come on, was good. Really? I, I, I got to give it well, to Tamon. Yeah. Tamon I, I know both of them, and they're both yeah. lovely people. I didn't so. have a problem with him. I, I just think, you know, Mike, my, you know, she's not a moderator. And it's hard yeah. to be a moderator. Mike Scott even said, and he's moderated a number of debates. It's it's a different set of skills yeah. and they that press, you need to have that. They press Bailey, didn't press Pritzker. It's like a hot, steaming cup of information to start your day. It's Chicago's Morning Answer. On AM 560. The- hey, business owners, is your business and money in good hands? Does your bank invest in your success? Hi, Mike Gallagher here, letting you know that when you need a relationship bank, Signature Bank makes commercial banking personal. I love these guys. Not only do they have expansive industry experience, a strong financial track record, but they're also highly capitalized for strategic growth. That's so important. That's why Signature Bank is my bank. They know what it means to grow a business by designing solutions that are right for you and only you. These are real people. They're ready to help. So reach out to my friends at Signature Bank. Make the call today, 773-467-5630, 773-467-5630, or visit them online at SignatureBank.Bank. That's SignatureBank.Bank. Your business could be Signature Bank's next success story. Go online, SignatureBank.Bank, member FDIC, Equal housing lender. Signature Bank. Answer. Tickets are on sale now for Freedom Summit 2022. Get yours today at freedomsummitchicago.com. It's like listening to a mafia movie. Uh, Amy Jacobson here with uh, John Anthony from Black and White Radio. Noon to 3 on Saturdays right here on Uh, AM 560. That noon to 3 may be changing. I may be Uh, going back to 1 to 3. Well, I'm, working, why I'm trying are you to work telling out. Telling me this now. I'm trying to work out something with Marcus where the twelve o'clock hour we just stream. Okay, and then come back live radio twelve. All right. Well, this Saturday it's noon to three. Yes. Okay. Well, then we'll just uh, go with that, and you can. My heart's Inside broken. baseball, we'll talk my about that broken. later. All right. Well, we'll save it later. All right, because we have the election coming up, and we have Vincent Romano, 
He is a candidate for the state rep in the Illinois' 16th district that covers Skokie, Lincolnwood, and parts of West Rogers Park. And he's out with a video. You and I are told increasingly we have to choose between a left or right. Well, I'd like to suggest there is no such thing as a left or right. There's only an up or down. The ultimate in individual freedom consistent with law and order or down to the ant heap of totalitarianism. A famous quote from A Time for Choosing. I tried to help fix Illinois 10 years ago when I ran for state representative. I gave warnings of what would happen in the coming years. And here we are 10 years later and everything held true and we are in a worse position. I haven't left yet. Democrats, independents, and Republicans asked me to run again. So I'm here to help save the state, to save our families, to save our future. We shouldn't have to leave. We don't want to leave our families. We don't want to leave our churches, our synagogues, or our mosques. We don't want to leave our local charities that we help with. We don't want to leave our friends that support us, our local hangouts, our jobs that we love, the places we relax at, or being able to pay respects to our families that have passed. We don't want our kids to lose their childhood friends. This has happened to many of us. If we continue down the road we are on, it will soon happen to all of us because of the Democrat stranglehold on the state of Illinois and their negligent policies that have bankrupted our state, our businesses, and our families. This is our community, our state, and they continue those same policies that are causing people and businesses to leave. This is beyond a left or right issue. It's up or down now. You either vote to go down the same road we have been on, or you vote to move up to bigger and better things and help save Illinois. Wow. All right. Roman Romano for rep.com is where you can get more information. and You can see that video as well. And uh, we welcome him to the studio. First time here. Uh, thanks for having me. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, Vincent, you're not new to this because you ran in 2012 and tried to get on the ballot in 2018. So what happened then? Um, 2012, I ran against Lou Lang, who's a deputy majority leader for Michael Madigan and kind of a right-hand man. And then 2018, when I saw the uh, allegations coming out, I knew it was a weak Senate and state uh, rep spot and got into the game late. And people gave money to help get signatures and stuff like that. And the people they hired... Uh, Rumor has it weren't uh, very conservative friendly, forged over 700 signatures out of 725. The Chicago way, yeah. yeah. yes. Keep him off the ballot. So what what happened to Lou Lang? Because he was a big dog, remember? He's yeah. a big cat down there in Springfield. Yeah, 2018, um, he won an election uncontested, and Burke got nailed, and four days later he stepped down just unexpectedly and appointed someone else. Yeah, so who did he appoint, and what ha- what's happened to that person? Uh, so that was uh, Mark Kalish, who was a lobbyist, I think, Lang switched the spot with uh, the lobbyist, took the lobbyist business, and gave uh, Kalish the state rep spot. He voted president on an abortion bill. Uh-oh. The Uh-oh. HB 40. Oh, yeah. And, uh, Lou's like, well, you're supposed to do what I told you to. I was like, I don't think you could say that. Yeah, <laughs> like, but he did, fancy. I'm sure. Yeah, and then uh, they put in the Stonebeck um, to uh, take out Kalish, and then this year the Dems had something out for Stonebeck, and... Uh, 
They tried getting somebody to run against her, got her 1,000 signatures a weekend. She got bumped, so this Kevin Oko was left on the ballot. Um, and that's who you're running against now? Yeah. So, everybody, See how so we Stonebeck got there? is out? She's, she's the incumbent, but she's no longer running. Yeah, they all they knocked her out. Yeah, they all thought Stonebeck was going to win easy, and then wow. all the unions went and backed um, Oko, and yeah, it was kind of crazy. Uh, it was a dirty primary. A lot Did, of people aren't happy with Oko from the Dem side. I have a lot of Dems coming to support me, which is... Amazing. So okay, I just feel like I'm in a mafia. like a Hollywood script oh. uh, session here. I, I, I mean, I, the mafia. This sounds like so. Lou Lang is still calling the shots, even though he's I, not in the seat. I don't know. I think Lou just kind of like rode off in the sunset and disappeared. There's uh, he stepped down as Democrat committeeman. There's a uh, Josina Marita that's in there. Yeah. So it's a, a little bit further left of. It's not your daddy's Democrats anymore. Yeah. These are the progressive, um, super far left. Because uh, Lou, Lou radicals. wasn't a far left guy. He really, he, he wasn't, yeah. I served with him. He, he was, no, he, he was not a far left guy. It he, was, it, he was left, but he wasn't this radical it, left that we're seeing come out. Yeah. Correct. We're not seeing these. Like, yeah. Correct. So is Ockel radicalized or is he progressive? Oh yeah. Well, the, the whole race for the, for the uh, primary was I'm more progressive. I'm more progressive. Yeah. I, like, it was, it was ridiculous. It was actually kind of funny to actually watch all the, <laughs> all the heads and stuff. I'm like, wow. Like, so you is... said there's Democrats coming to you. What, what are you hearing from them? Um, People I would consider like like really far left are like, yeah, I got to vote for you. Really? Like, like we want to help you. I've had uh, Stoneback supporters come to me and say we want to help you. And, um, yeah, it's just amazing. Between the atmosphere 10 years ago to now is is night and day of, yeah. of support. And they're like, hey, we may not agree on everything. But I know you know what you're talking about, and you have your, your heart in it. I've talked to this old cool kid, and he's an. Because Madigan's not there. Well, what's funny is uh, old cool was chief of staff for Karina Villa, who Madigan gave 1.4 million dollars to to back, and so that's her chief of staff is running, and now she gave him money and endorsements and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's an Madigan puppet, basically. Um, well, who are you? People don't know who don't, who um, don't know you. Um, Tell us about yourself. About me. Well, no. Uh, <laughs> So I, I grew up in Skokie, um, went to Niles West, graduated from there. I was in real estate, was in finance, um, uh, was in finance in 2012 till I got fired for running for office. Uh, so Chicago Machines Live and Well went to arbitration. They found for me, but the award was like 5% of what I, I deserved. But, um, Isn't that so sad? And you is. run for office and you lose your job. And you're oh, yeah. not Beverly Miles. Beverly the Miles. same thing happened to yeah, her. Yeah, I, lo- I lost the family business and stuff like that. Oh. But uh, I've, I've done other things, that other opportunities. I've uh, been in real estate since the 2000. I'm licensed here in uh, Indiana. Um, I've been in photography. I got the opportunity to train special operation forces, police de- uh, police departments, stuff like that, doing firearms training, stuff like that. Nice. Um, Did you serve? I did not serve. I'm colorblind. They wouldn't let me into. Yeah. I could be a HR person and a lawyer. I think that was about it. <laughs> really? But I, I got. I, I was blessed enough. I, I knew the right people and had the right skill set doing trainings. I got to do our loan operator courses uh, nice. out of Colorado for Keep It Gunny K. Um, and then I'm also an inventor. I have a couple of patents for a bulletproof holster, and I also have a new type of firearm. I got a couple of patents on. Really? Hey. So, yeah, do, I like this guy. Do, do a few yeah. different things. <laughs> Um, yeah, just a few. So, what what is the number one concern from that you're hearing from people in the 16th district? Uh, crime and safety is is number one e- easily. We just had a 13 year old kid shot in our district in West Rogers Park, um, and then last night or yesterday, uh, Samir Cuomo, I believe the guy's name is, two weeks from retirement, owning a liquor store. A guy came in and 
didn't even get anything, but shot oh. shot him, killed him. And, and there's video, too, if you guys want to see that. We should tweet it out so you can be on the lookout yeah, I want to for this scumbag who did that. I mean, and there's such a growing memorial for him outside because people love this man. Yeah. He yeah. was, you know, part of the community. And he's gone for no reason. Just it, another senseless killing in it, Chicago. It, it's it's getting crazy out there. I, I do safety talks. I've trained police. I actually uh, work for prettyloaded.org doing these uh, corporate uh, talks and stuff like that and situational awareness. And I'm a safety-minded person. And it's it's getting ridiculous. And what's coming up January 1st, and even, even now it's just yeah. got it out of control, and it's everywhere, and people realize it. So crime and safety is number one, parental consent, parental mm-hmm. rights, number two. A lot of people are waking up to what's going on in the schools and the libraries. That seems to be a hot hot issue uh, with our district. And you were saying it, it, it's one of the most diverse districts in the state. It, it is. Uh, Skokie alone has over 80 languages. We have the largest Assyrian population, a large Asian, Asian population. population. It was a huge Jewish uh, area. Uh, you, you name it, it's there. It's a melting pot. Skokie yeah. growing up was, you, you name it, we have it. Yeah. Um, and... My number one thing is is economy and jobs. Yeah. Like if we don't have the businesses here, we can't solve any of our problems. Where I think we're ranked forty eighth or forty ninth as business economy, we need to be a top five state. We should be oh, easily. I mean, if you look at Illinois, think of a land that connects all other states. So you got rail and trucking hubs nobody else can have. Yep. You have farming land that's some of the best in the Airports. world. You have natural gas, coal, everything. You have two international airports, mm-hmm. you have access to the Atlantic and the Gulf, and you have a world-class metropolis. Yeah. You have all these resources, yet right. we're bankrupt. Yeah. It's like taking the 85 Bears and going 0 for 14. I mean, how, <laughs> like you got to try to do that. Like, Has the party helped you out? Is the Republican Party assisting uh, you? Uh, they usually stay away from my district. At least 2012 they did. I've had a little bit more help uh, this time, but I, we're pretty much on our own here. We're in a hard D district, uh, so... We're, so you know it's an up here battle, but you're oh, willing to take the chance. Somebody has if to now, do it. If now is the time, like if any time now is now the, is time, the time. time. Yeah, I mean, when else are you going to do it? You have record inflation. Democrats are fed up with other Democrats, and they see that that's going way too progressive. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Hey, I can't back this stuff." It's a non-presidential election year, so you're getting more real voters out versus mm-hmm. the knee jerk. Just mm-hmm. I'm just going to punch a ticket. Um, we need to speak up. We need to be vocal. The truth is on our side. And I tell people, just go out there and talk with people. Find our commonalities. Right. Say, like, hey, do you value childhood innocence? Right. Yeah, you, you need to vote for us. Do you, do you value parental consent, parental rights? Well, yeah, well, you need to vote for us. Right. I mean, do, you, do you value safety for your families and communities? Yeah, well, yeah, well, you need to vote for us. It's, it's time to make a change here, and it's it's really a shame that it's come to this point. And like my video said, we shouldn't have to leave. Yeah. Are you a Darren Bailey supporter? Uh, I am. Yeah. Right. He came up to Skokie to march in our 4th of July parade. Oh, and great. like, like you asked me if the party comes up to help us, it's like, well, no, but we don't get any help here because yeah. they just write us off. But Bailey came up here. I'm like, what? Darren Bailey's coming up to Skokie to march. Like all, all oh. the parades he could hit, he's coming up to Skokie. And I, I looked him in the eye. I said, Hey, what, what are you doing up here? Like, I yeah. want to know, like, are you for real? Cause in politics, a lot of people I like, a lot of people I don't yeah. like. And from both sides, I'll call it a Republican as fast as I call it a Democrat. Yeah. If you're not doing the right thing, you're not doing the right thing. And I, he's like, yeah, this is where I need to be. This is where we need to attack. You know where I like you? You hear the authenticity coming from your, 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 your heart. And I think sometimes as, as politicians, especially in those hard districts, they, they, they lack authenticity. Mm-hmm. Don't ever lose that. 
don't ever lose that because one, soon, let's say you win, they're going to try to shift that and change that about who you are when you go down to Springfield. Trust me, yeah. you, you, every vote is designed. You are, they already know how you're going to vote. They already have the talking points for you. Uh, sometimes they'll vote for you if you, if, if you don't take your key. So <laughs> here's, here's a really? piece of advice. Do they really? Take your key. Every time you get up, if you don't want to vote for something, take your key. All right. Trust me. All right. I want to hear more about this key. <laughs> I'll, I'll have a piece of paracord around my neck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you take your All key. All right. Vincent Romano running for the state rep for the Illinois 16th District. For more information, go to Romano4REP.com. That's Romano, F-O-R-R-E-P.com. And thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank oh, you. Thank you so much for having me. This is Chicago's Morning Answer. Your show keeps me alive during the week. There's nobody I'd rather listen to between 5 and 9 in the morning than you guys. On AM 560, The Answer. This is Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM 560, The Answer. Six four two five six zero zero turnkey.pro answer line six four six three six type in DA then a quick comment who won the debate last night it was the second and final gubernatorial debate um, I'm sorry you have to turn your mic oh, on John Anthony. John Anthony welcome he's in for Thank Dan you. Prof today and tomorrow yes and uh, you think Darren Bailey won I this did. one he didn't lose the debate I think he 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 gave great answers uh, to a lot of the questions if, if, I mean. Most of the questions were hostile towards him. I know. Here, like here, there's this one when uh, Pritzker. They asked him about the school that he runs, and Pritzker was making up some lies. He runs a school that teaches kids that women are inferior to men, that uh, slave Governor owners. Governor Pritzker. Were now that's too far. I'm slaves. not going to tell you again not to interrupt. That's too far. And Let him finish. That's too far. And Let I'll him be, finish. May I just have an extra lie. couple of seconds here? Fifteen Look, seconds. More. The, the fact is that that Darren Bailey has proven that he would be dangerous for our kids. Mm for parents, for communities, if he were put in charge of public education. We need to make sure that he doesn't come anywhere near the governor's office. 312-642-5600, turnkey.pro answer line. 64636, type in DA. Then a quick comment. We're waiting for yeah. State Senator Darren Bailey to come on. Yeah. Tell that to the mama bears that are out there uh, that Darren Bailey um, deserves not to be at the head of the education because of what Prisca did. And I, I love that line that he, he used. You want to talk about extremism. This is what extreme. You are extreme, J.B. Pritzker. And he went, he went down a list of everything that the, the Pritzker administration has passed uh, that's affected schools since he's been governor. You know, well, first of all, I, I give Darren Bailey credit. He, he won 57 percent of the Republican votes in that primary. Uh, are you suggesting that those voters were duped somehow? The fact is that the messages that were coming from the Democratic Governors Association were messages uh, saying that Darren Bailey is too conservative for Illinois. I'll tell you that now. He's too conservative for Illinois. He is, frankly, too extreme for Illinois. I think those messages were good to put out then. They're good to put out now because they're absolutely accurate. Well, did you think he was probably the easier candidate to beat in November? Is that why you did this? You know, my view is that Darren Bailey is uh, out of touch with the entire state of Illinois. Um, He may come from Clay County. Uh, and no Clay County, where he raised property taxes by 81%. But the fact is that the rest of the state shouldn't have somebody who wants to ban abortions, uh, who wants to eliminate the state's uh, minimum wage, uh, who f- voted against infrastructure for our state. He voted against the infrastructure bill. More taxes. So all those roads more taxes. that are getting built 
Darren Bailey wouldn't have built them. Wow. Darren was There's right. There's a lot to unpack there. Pardon? Darren's right. More taxes. That's exactly what That's it is. That's why he did Right. That's why and he didn't And there's a lot more than just one issue in a bill. Correct. Because he keeps saying, oh, he voted to defund police. Yes. But there were other items in there Correct. that he just could not physically vote for. Correct. Um, that toward the end, though, last time it was, you know, what's your walk-up song? And Governor Prisker's like, oh, something about accomplishments, big accomplishments. He had no idea because yeah. he's not hip or cool. <laughs> uh, Darren Bailey, his, uh, what was he? I'm a hardworking man. Last night was, say something nice about your candidate. <laughs> what do you like about your candidate? Dan Proft's eyes were rolling in the back of his head when he heard this question. But here's Bailey's answer. Oh, seconds. I can do that. Okay. Governor Pritzker, I'm going to be honest with you. You look awesome. I like your suits. You look good in them. And I'm, I, I think that's awesome. And I hope that after the election, we can come to terms and maybe you could take me shoot, suit shopping. <laughs> <laughs> suit shopping. Pritzker was like, oh, okay. And then it was Pritzker's turn. Look, uh, I admire the fact that you married your high school sweetheart, that you've been together now for, I think, 30 years. That shows deep commitment. That's something that I feel strongly about as well. So I think we share that in common. All right, 312-642-5600 to the phone lines we go. Let's go to Eris, who joins us from Carol Stream. You're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Good morning, Amy. Good morning, John. Good morning. I appreciate your show on the weekends, John. How are you doing? Hey, listen, I, I can tell you last night, uh, I, I probably, there was maybe 15 minutes left in the debate, and I turned it off. Uh, I think Darren Bailey, and I'm, I'm definitely Darren Bailey, 100 mm-hmm. percent. Uh, but I'm going to hearken back to Sean Thompson in the evening. You know, I, I, I think if I was up there, it would be a very tough job to do. But I'm running for office. Bailey's running for office. And when he's up there, he has got to bring his A game. And I, I think I, I, I got really aggravated towards the, the, you know, the middle to the end when I think he was. I can't remember the exact questions, but it started off with, you know, are, are you going to accept Trump? Or, you know, do you allow Trump to kind of promote you? He walked away from that. I don't know why you would walk away from that. I guess I kind of get it from a political uh, no, perspective in Illinois. I don't get it at all. I'm, I'm with you. When he's, you know, he was like Peter or Judas denying Jesus. <laughs> like he was. Yeah. And we got a text message here. I wish this microphone stretched longer. Can you read that? Because I can't read it. Can you read it, John? Yeah, it says, uh, Amy, to Governor Lake Bailey, we hope. I was terribly, terribly disappointed that. He walked. Yeah, that's what he's saying. He walked away from Trump. I love Bailey, but the fact that early on, and when I met him a couple of times in person, he hugely sought out Trump support, which is huge for me and so many others. That hurt last night when he denied Trump. That he denied Dan Prof Super PAC. I understand his campaign yeah. can't ha- have yeah. anything to do with the PAC, but he should have said everything in that commercial was correct and asked Prisker to tell us what wasn't true. Absolutely. And let me let me tell you, I, I, that was the next question that was followed up by the Trump question. And, and that should have been something he should have been prepared for and should have literally hung him out to dry on that question. And after that, I was like, I didn't know where he was going. I wasn't sure what his strategy was. It made no sense. But again, don't get me wrong. Everybody in the city, what he should have come out when there was a question, uh, John, that they asked about, they asked about what would you do for black lives? Yeah. The, the question should have been to all the people in Chicago, south side, north side. You've been under 70 years of Democratic leadership. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, hello. That, and, 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 and drop the mic right there. I'm done. If yeah. you can't figure it out at that point, you might, you might as well just forget about it. Yeah, but you know, Thanks, so. Eris, for the phone call. Appreciate a lot of it. that I think is words, though. But but I think 
Darren has shown by his actions um, that Black Lives Matter because he's going into these. I'm telling you, well, he's he, in they, these they asked him that question. What does Black Lives BLM mean to you? And they didn't ask that to Pritzker. Right. So clearly that's, you know, trying to I got you journalism there. It wasn't top of mind. And so why. here's here's his answer, because, you know, here's here's was. Darren Bailey's answer yeah. when asked, what does BLM mean to you? What does Black Lives Matter mean to you? You have 60 seconds for this. It means that every life matters. And unfortunately, J.B. Pritzker, during his four years in office, has created so much division and hate in this state with, with racial ideas and ideology. It has to end. I'm running for a governor to bring unity all across this state. And only until we start focusing on the issues that unite us, that being out-of-control crime, high taxes, and better education. Those are what we must focus on. Those are why people are leaving the state. Those are why business refuses to come here. It's why the CEO of McDonald's called Chicago a city in crisis. And it's really very simple. Four years in a supermajority that Governor Pritzker could do anything that he wants. But we have more problems today than we ever thought of then. So what, what was wrong with his answer? Well, or was there anything wrong? Well, I, I guess people feel like he didn't really address what does Black Lives Matter mean well, what, to you personally. What do you think he should have said? Well, I, I if think, you were him. I think the call, the last caller, I mean, listen, you, you, black, black lives have suffered hundreds, 100, 100 plus years under Democrat rule in this state, especially in the city of Chicago. Um, black lives do matter to me. And that's why I'm running for office, because I want to change. I want to. You, you want to talk about equity? I want to be. I want to bring true equity to the black community. I want to give them a seat at the table. He said that at the last debate. Yep. I want to give them a seat at the table, and I'm, I'm, and not just crumbs falling off the table. I want them to be at the table having discussions about how we change America. I want to. I want to bring in parts of the Trump uh, platinum plan to the to the state of Illinois to see how we can fix and change. But 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 the, the whole question, the whole premise of the question is to is to 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 to, to trip him up. It's right. not about. Does he? Do they really believe he wants to answer the question? No, they want, they want to trip to. him up. They want to make. They want to follow this narrative that Darren Bailey is, is a racist. Is, is a racist. Yeah. Now, how I would have said if, if it was me running for office, <laughs> first of all, I'm black, so of course I believe Black Lives Matter. Does my life matter? <laughs> right. Yeah, I think my life matters. But 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 for people who hate that, you know, to saying that all lives matter, he's right. All lives matter. What's wrong with saying it? If you, say you can't it, say white lives matter, but no. you, the only people because um, no, Kanye and Kanye yeah. West came Tina failed to tell you that she came in with a shirt that said white, white lives matter. No, I I, I, I would loved not it. Be caught dead. I loved it. No, she wouldn't wear it outside, but she came in because Milan and I were arguing about it. Uh-huh. Uh, and I'm like, I get it, Kanye West. Yep, they do, but we can't say that. Isn't that a little hypocritical? Think about that. Yeah. Think about that. You, I can say my black life matter, but I can't. You can't say that your white life matter because you're racist, right? Think of that's the, the, the stupidity in that, Amy. I know, I but we've allowed day. this to happen because we've allowed the culture to drive this divide. That's why. That's why I push back against that stupidity on my show, and come what may. Candace in Mount Pleasant. Hi, Candace. How are you? Oh, hi. Good morning. I'm on my way to. Central Illinois. <clears throat> That's Darren Bailey land. Okay, so. Um, what did you think of the debate? Said, Wait a minute. Something okay. that John just said that we've allowed this to happen. I happen to agree, John. 
um, because we are always responding, and I've said this and I've complained about it many times on 550 AM, and still nobody's doing what I say, which is stop reporting and, and responding to everything the Democrats do. That's all we do. We are just, you know, playing defense. Why don't we have our own agenda and only talk about that? Because that's what Democrats do. Yeah. So why don't we do it? And I am sick of it. Yeah. Can we, like, get our own freaking agenda and not wait for the uppers in our party to determine? The journalists. Candace, you broke up. And you... then they trickle that down. Okay, well, my point is on Darren Bailey. Bailey um, you know, he is not a professional politician, so I don't know what people expect. He's a freaking farmer. That's what people okay? love about him. Yeah. So, so what? You know what I mean? So he should have had, you know, he should have been better prepared. But still, um, you know, people need to – this is where uh, people from Illinois are so stupid. Are you happy with the way things are? No. No. You know what I mean? Okay, then fine. Let's stop talking about it. It's so ridiculous. Let's talk about how crappy uh, Democrats are and how Pritzker, you know – uh, changes out of toilets to avoid his taxes. That's what we should be talking okay. about. Okay. You know, Candace, we're going to cut you short because we have State Senator Darren Bailey Thank on you. the other line. Thanks, Candace, for calling in. Appreciate it. Good morning, State Senator. How are you? Well, good morning. I'm doing just great. How are you this well, morning? Well, we've been breaking down your second debate for a good two and a half hours now. Um, and one point, well, maybe you've got it all figured out. All well, right. Yeah. One point, one point of contention people have, people felt that you were dissing President Trump. Dissing President Trump. Mm-hmm. No, President Trump simply not on the ballot. Uh, Governor Pritzker and the Democrats, they, these people, all they're doing and focusing on is trying to divide us. I'm Darren Bailey. I'm a farmer. I served for two years as a state rep, two years as a state senator, and I'm sick and tired of the direction that Illinois is going, and I'm wanting to fix it. And enough people have found faith in that to help elevate me to this position. So that's what we got to focus on. We've got to focus on Illinois and Governor Pritzker wants to continually blame and focus problems elsewhere. How, how, how did you feel you did last night compared to the first debate? Oh, I felt good about it. I just, you know, uh, yeah, I felt like I, I guess I was shocked with uh, Governor Pritzker that, uh, you know, a, a man that, who's been in the seat of governance for four years um, really cannot defend anything that he does and, and when he whatever he does defend it's blind and 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 it's it just leads to more problems so i was i guess i was shocked yeah and you know what hey, hey senator how you doing john <clears throat> anthony um yes sir great <laughs> great you know I, I i personally think you won a debate I, I i think you had you actually answered more most more of the questions than prisca did i just felt like the moderators didn't focus enough on the tyranny and I wish you would have hit him more on his tyranny because every single thing, the teacher shortage, the, the cop shortage, the firefighter shortage, the nursing shortage is all because of him. And and I think right. one of the reasons why you rose to such prominence, especially in the Republican debates, because not only you stood against him, you were the first politician to stand against him. And, and, and I think people wanted to see you just go and just, I mean, take his juggler out. And I don't mean that physically, but, but <laughs> metaphorically, I'm, but, saying, but metaphorically yeah. speaking, but, but I, I think, I think people wanted to see you like really go after that aspect because for the past two and a half years, one of the reasons why Illinois is in, in, in the state that we're in, is because of JB Pritzker and JB Pritzker alone. Is that a fair assessment? 
Yeah, that is. That is. And I, I really I felt like I made that point without just being too obnoxious and too I, – I really do. But uh, but your point's well taken. I appreciate that. And now uh, – the, the I mean, that's, that's where I'm here. I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't even be here. Exactly. If, if Even if Governor Pritzker was doing his, his job and, and wouldn't be trying to destroy the futures of our children, uh, you know. But you're exactly right. Every aspect of life, there is nothing. There is no, there is no aspect, no corner of life or humanity in Illinois that anyone can look at and say it's better uh, right now than it was four years ago. And re, you know, reassignment surgery for kids under yeah. eighteen. I mean, we learned that loud and clear last night from Pritzker that it's okay the age; it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah, his family is definitely uh, the primary sponsor, as I told you, and, and I mean, Blurry Hospitals, you know gave that up just a few years ago but uh, i mean this is egregious uh, what's taking place and this man is promoting it and not only is he promoting it you know in, in hospitals with experimental surgery but now he's trying to inject it into the curriculum into our school yeah and uh, that's how dangerous he is yeah two quick two quick things i'm glad you didn't pull your school into it because that's nonsense that was that was foolish for <clears> what he was trying to do you guys are doing a great job down there and and, and secondly i love the line when you said you want to talk about extremism um, J.B. Pritzker, no, you are what's extreme. You are the one that's going out of the bounds of, 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 of what's decent and normal when you look at um, the, the, the sex, ex- sex, sex education bill, the, the gender reassignment. Um, and Illinois being a haven for abortion yeah. without parental consent. The, the, that's, that's the one I was going to next. Um, I thought that was a great line. And, and ha- have you got a lot of feedback from that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pe- people just, I think people know this, but until you, and then when you say something like that, and unfortunately, when it comes from someone like me, it's it's just, it's, it's such a shock factor that you would say that because many people don't realize this is taking place. Many people, <clears throat> the Safety Act passed in January of 2021. Lame up. And people are just now realizing, you know, what it what it has in it and what it's doing, and it's the same way with this with with the, the parental notice and with many of these other things in this curriculum people are you know we're busy with our lives because government's overburdened us and we've got to work harder and, and, and sometimes second jobs and and do more things so we're not as focused but many people are disgusted with government and this is the very reason why we must be engaged with government in our schools because they are hijacking our children's future well what is the sex ed new curriculum because pritzker's like we're not teaching i heard him last night again we're not teaching crt in our schools that's that's fake news. Well, that's an absolute lie. So, so CR, you got two things. You've got his SB 818. You've got the sex ed curriculum. And uh, thank goodness most schools have opted out of that. But here's the deal. The schools that didn't opt out of it, uh, by law, they don't have to tell the parents what they're teaching. And I'm going to tell you what, it's borderline pornography. There's plenty of stuff. Go to Illinois Family Institute and look up some of the some of the workbooks and, and see what what these children as small as kindergartens are reading and learning about and the crt no he wrote that into the rules that can be written out of the rules that'll be a day one agenda crt is a simply an un-american hateful dialogue that that uh, teaches our children to be racist that's what crt is all right so we have less than three weeks to the election uh. what's your game plan now a game plan not to let up, keep doing yeah. what we're doing. Matter of fact, uh, at noon today, we start a four-day bus tour to get out the vote. If we can get people to uh, – you know, and that's the other thing. People are so – this is the proof of our problem. 
the fact that people aren't showing up to vote. In the primary, we had an 18% turnout of registered voters. And don't forget that only 70% of eligible voters are registered. So that really boils down. Most time, your general elections, when 40% turnout, that boils down to about 25% of the of the of the uh, red of eligible voters are actually showing up. That's our problem. If we get people to people are so disenchanted uh, with with Illinois that uh, they just think that their vote doesn't matter and, and they don't show up. So getting people to encourage to show up, get out to vote, get involved in the process. That's what we're doing for the next yeah. three weeks. And Senator, you you have no ability, no power to overturn abortion here in the state of Illinois. You're not J.B. Pritzker. You're not willing to, to overstep your authority or your your legal responsibility uh, in, in, in overturning abortion, um, the, the sex education bill, because you, you that it's public law. You cannot. The state legislative body has to change that. You're not J.B. Pritzker. You're not looking to become a tyrant in the state of Illinois. Right, and you understand that full well. That's exactly right. As governor, I will be engaging the people. I'll be informing and educating the people. I will be empowering the people. I'll be empowering parents to take their schools back. I'll empower local units of government or local local people to take their local units of governance back because they just have got to get involved and stand up and speak up and and make a difference. And and uh, and that's exactly right. Governor Pritzker wants to divide us on these on these issues of. of which I can't do anything about until the General Assembly changes. But until then, we're going to unite our state, and we're going to focus on the things that bind us together. And then, John Anthony, I think that by the time we do that, um, I, I think we're going to understand each other better. I think we'll love each other more, and uh, I think we'll create a better uh, a better future when we uh, work together. And real quick, what did you and uh, Mike and Matir talk about at the end? Because I saw, you know, you went up and you shook the moderator's hands. Did she... Tell you to be quiet. <laughs> oh, it was hilarious. Well, what I told her, I said, "Okay, I got to know." I said, "You, you got to be a mom, and have you been a school teacher?" Because it was hilarious. She was uh, snapping at me to be quiet. I said, "You know, listen, I'm not going to stand here when someone just continually divulges lie after lie after lie. This man is destroying our state. He's destroying for the future for my children and your children. So I'm not going to stand here and just put up with this." So. Uh, but I, I just. Yeah, she's I cool. I used to work with her. I, I, she's. He got the yeah, sister shush. Awesome. He got the sister shush. Yeah. <laughs> That's that yeah, black you sister shush. I don't know if you saw me that. a screen one time. I don't know if you saw me a screen one time point at her because she was pointing at me, telling me to quit interrupting. I'm like, I'm not letting him get by with this. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we'll have to leave it there for today. State Senator Gubernatorial Candidate Darren Bailey. Uh, for more information, go to baileyforillinois.com. And thank you so much for joining us. Go win it. Well, God bless you guys. Thanks for the opportunity this morning. Thank you. And he joined us on our turnkey.pro answer line. Connect with Dan and Amy on the AM560 The Answer mobile app. Just text the word app to 64636 to download the app today. See Larry Elder, Brandon Tatum, Alex Berenson, and many more at Freedom Summit Chicago. Tickets available at freedomsummitchicago.com. Yesterday was abortion for President Biden. Today, focusing on rising gas prices. Prices. He's going to announce that he's going to release 15 million barrels of oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve uh, to control, you know, this move of gas prices that are going up and down. You know, since Saudi Arabia snubbed the president uh, and his request to boost oil production. Marco Rubio discussed that last night during his Florida Senate debate. Love him. 
Why are we, why are we begging Saudi Arabia for oil? Why are we begging Venezuela and Iran for oil? We're producing a million barrels a day less on oil than we used to do just a couple years ago. We have the, instead, we are depleting our reserves. Our, our, our oil reserves do not exist to win midterms. They exist to help this country in an emergency or in the midst of a storm. What we cannot do is some of these crazy policies that are coming from the left that Congresswoman Demings has supported. You know, she supported a plan to put a, what is it, $10.25 tax per barrel of oil, which would have been 35 cents per gallon more for everyone listening here today. We can't do that kind of crazy stuff. It only adds to the inflation. I think it begins by winning this election and getting people like that out of office. I love it. Oil reserves do not exist to help in the midterms. No. No. With more today on that, do. Yeah. With more on that, let's welcome back to the program. Stephen Moore, noted economist and author of Trumponomics, also the most recently Govzilla. Good morning, Mr. Moore. How are you? Are you there? I, there. I, I am. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you now. So okay. what do you think of Biden releasing 15 million more barrels of oil? Yeah, he's going to take every single last spoonful of oil out of the reserves at this pace. I mean, it is. I mean, Marco Rubio nailed it, that we, we should be producing our own, own oil and gas. And let's not forget the very first act of uh Joe Biden's presidency was to kill the Keystone XL pipeline. You, you, you need infrastructure, right? We need pipelines. We need LNG terminals. We need uh, refineries in this country. We're not building them because, by the way, this is the one promise that Joe Biden actually kept. Remember in the debate, people weren't paying close attention when he debated Donald Trump. He said, my uh, goal is to close down the American oil and gas industry. And, and he's uh, doing a very good job of it. With, uh, with uh, We're about three to four million barrels a day less than we should be and we would be if Trump were still president. So this is a diabolical energy policy that is oriented towards benefiting our enemies. The, the biggest beneficiaries of the Biden energy strategy of, of trying to put oil, gas and coal in the United States out of business, of course, or China, which wants to take over the coal industry. They're building 30 massive coal plants. Um, Russia, of course, which wants to take over the natural gas industry. And countries like Iran and Venezuela and Saudi Arabia, which want to take over the oil industry. So they are the big winners here, folks. We're putting money right in their pocket. But how embarrassing for President Biden to, I mean, go to Saudi Arabia on his knees, begging them to produce more oil when we could, we have it here to produce and he's not doing it. I mean, what's it going to take? We have 180 million barrels, but taking 15 million out just to save your behind for an upcoming midterm election is kind of obvious to most Americans, don't you think? I would say so. And by the way, just as a reminder, that the gas price was $2.59 a gallon nationwide mm. when uh, when Trump left office. And now I don't know what you're paying in Chicago these days, I, but nationwide it's about four forty nine a gallon. And incidentally, um, in my uh, my friend in uh, Los Angeles uh, tells me they're paying six eighty nine a gallon. Ugh. So those are gigantic uh, prices. And here's the thing about this: I always get asked, you know, after I do your show or I, I give a speech or you know, go on Fox News or whatever it is, people always ask me, "Do you think that these leftists in the Biden administration are, are doing this intentionally? Are they are they trying to destroy our you know economy for their re- great reset and their transformation to to what I don't know?" And I say, look, I don't like to question people's motives for why they do what they do. But I but I wrote this column inspired by all these questions. And I, I asked the, the question. Um, yeah, I, I made the point that, look, if let's just assume you did want to destroy America. Let's say you were Dr. Evil, you know, from uh, from Austin Powers and you wanted to destroy the country. What would you do? 
Well, you do exactly what Biden is doing, right? You destroy the energy supply of the country. He's doing that. You would stop enforcing the border so anybody can come into the country. He's doing that. You would um, you would put everybody, as many people, make them as dependent as possible on government. He's doing that. You would destroy the finances of the country. He's doing that with his uh, with his four trillion dollars of uh, of debt that he's added in eighteen months, uh, and then you destroy the currency. And of course, he's doing that with the high inflation. So this is, you know, I don't know if this is intentional or not, but the but the end result is the same: that our country is in dire trouble right now. And I don't know if you heard about this, and I, people haven't really been talking about it. But on Thursday, Mayor Lightfoot, are you ready for this? They're going to end natural gas hookups for new homes and businesses. What? Oh, outrageous. Um, yeah, Chicago. Why? Why? Chicago, because Why? fossil fuel, well, because they want to charge a fossil fuel mitigation fee. So they're going to require new residents or commercial construction to be built without any gas or other fossil fuel burning yeah, equipment, they, such as a heating fire, system fire, or appliances. Yeah, they're going to put fireplaces in the houses. We're going to go back to the dark ages where people got their heat from from uh, fires. And, uh, you know, in, in, mm. in Germany, by the way, I mean, this is no joke, folks. In Germany, they're saying, you know, we're going to have brownouts and blackouts. So get your candles ready to keep, the, you know, so you have some light in your house. I mean, this is how crazy these lunatic climate change people are. And, and by the way, the reason I keep asking why, why, why would they do this? It makes no sense. Natural gas is clean, you idiot. I know. Well, it says here, this is it. It's a it's a fossil fuel mitigation fee that would be added to construction that chooses to use gas. By the way, I mean, what the hell? They're still using their. Wait, no, no. But hey, wait, they're still using their appliances and they're here. All of our, you know, elected politicians are. And they do this to hardworking Chicagoans who like finally get to get their dream home and they have to pay extra if they want gas, if they want to heat their home. You know, so that they could stay alive because people do die in the cold. No, it's it's really the most outrageous, crazy, lunatic idea I've ever heard. I mean, natural gas is the reason we've reduced our carbon emissions. These people, are they right. stupid? Mm-hmm. I mean, we, the United States has reduced its carbon emissions more than any other country because we've been transitioning to natural gas. It's like, remember, <laughs> you remember that famous, infamous incident, incident that happened about uh, three years ago? where uh, Nancy Pelosi said, uh, I'm against fossil fuels, but I love natural gas. Yeah. Like, right. You don't even know that natural gas is a fossil fuel. But, um, yeah. look, we need to use everything we got. We, we have more coal than any other country in the world. We have more gas than any other country in the world. We have more oil and, and, and all of this stuff. We should use our nuclear power. By the way, why, don't the, why not use nuclear power? Yeah. Oh, nuclear that's power that nasty N-word. They hear nuclear yeah, power the and they go crazy. <laughs> well, they I don't even want to use that. Well, I had three nuke power plants when I was a state legislator here. Uh, but, Stephen, I, I yeah, look at this. Well, what happened to those nuclear They're still open. Yeah, what happened to them? They're still open. They closed them down. I, I even okay, introduced, okay. I introduced a bill to try to uh, um, open up a, a new one because technology yeah. has improved since 1959, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah. But they it, it got shut down immediately. Yeah, by the way, they have no, the new technology is for these mi- what they call micro-nuclear plants, yes. which are you know, a plant that are much smaller than the big yes. nuclear reactors. And they could provide, you know, enough power for Lake Forest or, you know, uh, Oak Park or something like that. And they're much less, you know, there's no very little danger to these things. And by the way, zero pollution. Right. Zero. And Stephen, zero he, carbon. here's what I wanted to say. You talked about Dr. Yeah. Evil. I don't think it's so much that. I think it's I think okay. people really didn't understand Barack Obama's words when he said, I want to fundamentally transform America. Yes, exactly. I think what you're seeing today is the progressive party taking that message and running with it. Yep. 
and and we are fundamentally transforming America from the republic it is to a democracy. I want to see death to a democracy. I want to see the republic return. And the only way we do yeah. that is we get Donald Trump to get back in there or someone like him, a Ron DeSantis. Um, what, are, what are your thoughts? Is Trump running with all everything that's happening to him? Is he running? <laughs> well, let's not let's not fast forward too too much. I mean, the big issue right now is, you know, it looks like it's going to be a massive red tide election at this point. It's really changed in the last three or four weeks. People are just fed up with the crime, the out of control border, the high, the inflation. I mean, not much right in this country. And so um, I think it's so important. That people, and by the way, school board, anybody's associated with these preposterous, crazy, lunatic, bankrupting policies has to be removed from office. And, and so I actually think that we can get rid of Pritzker. Now, Amy yes. and John, I know you may think I'm crazy, nope. but why would anybody vote for Pritzker? Yep. What has he done? Well, he done because of abortion state? rights. That's what I keep hearing. But I keep well, telling my progressive friends, I said, because yeah. uh, they, they hate they what he did to their kids. Yeah. They hate they hate. It. Okay. I mean, we, yeah. we went to school Fine. for eight, eight days in 2020. Any CPS high school student went to school for eight days because it was, you know, hybrid learning. And it ended up to be eight total days, not even two weeks yeah. of a whole school year. But they'll fight back yeah. and say, well, our abortion rights will be taken away. No, they will not. The state house and the state Senate still exactly. control, still are Democrats and they control yeah. what's yeah. going to happen. That's right. And, and, and so, look, if, if the only issue you care about is abortion and you want abortion, you know, up to nine months, then you should vote for Pritzker. But if you care about your children and their education, if you care about having a job, if you care about lower grocery prices, all of those things, then you should vote for her. Right. I, I'm, just, way, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not saying Republicans are the solution to the problem. They may not be. But when somebody – if you've got a football coach – that goes two and 14, you get rid of the coach <laughs> and you find somebody new. Uh, and so this is an important election. And I actually think, you know, for example, the Republicans are going to win, in my opinion, the governor's race in New York. Yes. You'll see an even bluer state than, than Illinois, practically. Oh, yeah. Why? That's why because she dropped this, the up. emergency declaration. That's why she dropped all the COVID mitigations because she's in hot water. But I got to tell you, according to the New York Times Siena poll, 44% of likely voters cite the economy and inflation as their top concern, and only 5% list abortion. And I am so sick of hearing about abortion, because right now we have rampant inflation, crime, poor infrastructure, and all all he cares about, Biden and Pritzker, is abortion, abortion, abortion. And, by the way, you're leaving something out, Amy. The other issue, the issue they care about even more than abortion is climate change. And that comes in at about 3%. (laughs) So you've you've got a total disconnect between what the Democratic politicians care about, which is abortion and climate change, and what Americans want. They want good schools. They want the border enforced. They want crime up the street. They want lower gas prices. They want jobs. They want a healthy economy. Uh, and so, and it, by the way, there was a, we had protests in our school districts out where I live. People are fed up with the curriculum. If you looked at the curriculum, the crazy things they're putting in the textbooks, is the math, they're not even teaching math anymore. It's nope. all about no. gender neutrality. And, you know, it's, it's unbelievable. Our kids, how are our kids going to compete with the Chinese kids <laughs> when our kids aren't learning a damn thing in school anymore? I keep saying that. Yeah. I'm pretty. All right, Stephen Moore, we're going to have to leave it there for today. Noted economist <laughs> right, my, and author of economics. Right now. <laughs> yeah, we got <laughs> you, you got revved me. up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, Stephen Moore. Have a great week. You Thank too. You, sir. Go and he... Illini! Go yes. Illini!
Hey, go Hawkeyes. Uh, and he joined us on our turnkey.pro answer line. If you're talking about it, Dan and Amy are talking about it. It's Chicago's Morning Answer on AM560, The Answer. This is Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM560, The Answer. Good Wednesday morning. Amy Jacobson here. John Anthony in for Dan Prof today. Dan's hitting the little white ball down the fairway. Taking a break. Why got to be white? Because that's what color golf balls are. Uh, They're going to change those next. No, I use uh, pink neon balls. That's that's what I prefer. What? Why are you laughing? Do you golf, John Anthony? I used to. Do I hurt my Okay. Well. Yeah. Take some balance of nature, rub it on there, and you'll oh, be fine. You can take today. it back. Oh, that's right. We haven't had our shot today. of balance of nature. Shots, come on. Chop, 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 Trio shot, shots. <laughs> Do you crack yours open, though, in warm water? No, 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 no. No, you just take it the old school way? Yes, okay. that's white people stuff right there. Oh, maybe. we you stop it. Stop it. <laughs> I'm going to make you feel uncomfortable. Yeah, stuff. thank you. I don't um, feel safe. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> the big black guy. Or oh, ish. <laughs> Okay, so I noticed I turned on the television. I'm a local news nerd. Dan always yeah. makes fun of me. And I saw this group yesterday, and they are, have these cool jackets on. They're black and they're yeah. red jackets. And they are patrolling the CTA. There's 400 of them, and they're ex-cons. That's right. And here's the uh, Tyrone Muhammad, who's in charge. It's like a different culture we're creating we, because we want them to see us as community response, community service. Ex-cons for Community and Social Change, E-C-C-S-C. Yeah. That's yeah. their acronym. That's right. Thank you. And with more on that, let's welcome to the program the man you just heard, Tyrone Muhammad. Good morning, Tyrone. How are you? Are Good you... morning, Amy. I'm, I'm excellent. Um, and uh, how are you, John? How y'all doing? <laughs> All right, brother. How you sound like you had a long night last night. Were you, on this, were you patrolling man. the CTA? Yeah, you know, I you know made this commitment to, you know, I got tired of um, receiving those calls from my elders and women uh, complaining that even with police, even with dogs, um, K-9 units, they still felt so unprotected and unsafe. So, you know, we said we got to do something about this. We can't just continue to allow our citizens of Chicago and women to be victimized by violence on those trains. So we said, you know what, man, you know, we already into the violence prevention work in the communities. So I, I guess I asked my guys to give me a commitment of a week so that we can show Chicago, man, Lightfoot, um, uh, Prisca, CTA, and all of those who have a stake in this city that the very answer that they're looking for to reduce the culture of violence on these on the Chicago transit is the very individual and the people that they shun and 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 um discriminate against every day. And that's when we formed the community response team or community support team. Um and so it's been a great it's been a great work, man. I I wish we can do it every day. I wish we was able to do it. 
and uh, and we, I wish we had the funds to do it. Um, it's just it's too costly for for me as an organization to do it on my own. And um, so, you know, it's 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 a life worth, man. I see where we can actually change the mindset of those perpetrating the violence. I gave out so many hugs. I've I've counseled so many young men in a whole in a week. Mm. And that man, is that you know, I've done a lot of, I've intervened and de-escalated a lot of violence, man, in the city of Chicago, just to be able to uh, add that to our repertoire of of services and and uh, programs that we offer as an organization, man. I can't even tell you, John, and how um, how great it was to serve. Uh, the citizens of Chicago. Yeah, and I got to tell you, since the beginning of this year, there have been more than 500 victims of robberies, sexual assaults, beatings, murders, and the list goes on and on. I mean, there was so what? What happened? Was it the pandemic? What What was it that changed? That, that made people go mad and just take whatever they want and hurt whoever they want? No, I just think I think and you're looking at it wrong. Okay, violence is as old. Violence is as America is apple pie, and Chicago is violence. We can't act like we don't have uh, tourists traveling all over the world to tour old ruins of of murder ink and gangsters. And we didn't that 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 for sure. John Anthony and I didn't create <laughs> black men and boys didn't create gangs. Mm-hmm. That's culture thugism wasn't. Wasn't about black men and boys. It's just unfortunate that when you have an unemployment rate of black men, and I'm talking black men because that's my that's the population I serve mostly. Uh, although I have a I have the brown community as well. Um, unemployment rate of over sixty percent for eighteen to twenty four year olds. Wow. You know, I don't. And then you have. Uh, it's amazing that a person could be all he could be in prison that he can't be in society. So when you release men back into society with no true reformations, where our tax dollars go to that are supposed to serve those individuals um, in correcting their behavior before they return back to society, um, there's no checks and balances and there's no true reformation in prison. Although we call for more prison, although we call for more policing, if the policing and the prison doesn't affect the uh, uh, change on the mindset and the behavior of individuals, then why are we calling for more prisons if we doesn't if we don't monitor um, the effect of the prisons on the bodies that will eventually return back to society to ravage and and, and, so and violate. Is there any way you can uh, get, so you, you're telling me you have 40 ex-cons who are on the CTA yeah. right now trying to keep people yeah. safe. Have you guys stopped any crimes in progress, or do you think just Absolutely. your mere presence we, has deterred we, crime? So so it's how, it's how, this is how it works. Most cases, men do not commit crime. Someone who's committed violent acts and, 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 and robberies and carjackings and shootings. You don't shoot when there's a presence of a force that can oppose you. You don't steal or rob when there's a presence of a force pushing against your idea of debauchery and deviance, right? 
you don't do that, right? So our mere presence alone make criminals or potential perpetrators turn and go the other way or leave altogether. And it's a wonderful sight to see lions come upon the trains or on the platforms and then to watch little cubs flee the scene. <laughs> so that's a different culture. Violence has a culture. Policing would never stop. Policing would never stop crime. I mean, it would never stop. Because that. You don't stop crime because you have a lot of police. Although people call for policing, 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 with our tax dollars, even though policing is failing, we still call for policing, policing, policing. Even here in Chicago, the superintendent of police said we cannot lock our way up, lock people up out of this. We can't do it. We have to have the community support team and the community individuals to help us that do, that do intervention work get at the ills that's on the ground. Yeah. And um. Hey, Tyrone. And, uh, it's unfortunate. Yeah, go and, ahead. And, and the thing about it, though, with, with policing, they've made them a toothless tiger, especially in the city of Chicago. So to your point, uh, I mean, they're basically just, just babysitters in the city of Chicago because they can't do their job. Um, but, I, I, you know, I, I felt like last night's debate, one of the things I know is that one of the things that you've called on politicians in both parties to come out into the community and see what's yes. really happened. Listen to the listening to the people. I really wish Darren Bailey had called you out though last night and mentioned your organization because what you guys are doing, uh, a lot of people like to compare it to the Guardian Angels, but I think it's I think it's the Guardian Angels on steroids because you guys are really like in the community, like in the hood of hoods. And one of the things that I think you know, um, the moderators, um, one of the questions that was posed, who are you working with in the in the which activists? Are you working with in the in the black community? I wish your group would have gotten called out because not only have you had Darren Bailey, you've had Tom DeVore and any other politician that's been willing to come and visit to see what work you guys are doing. And I, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on. Amy called and said that I know you. I was like, yeah, because I oh, met yeah. you on the, the boat, on the boat, on my boat cruise. Right. Boat cruise. And I was yeah. like, this guy's fascinating. I got to bring him on. Yeah. But what a lot of people don't realize is. He's had interactions with J.B. Pritchard. They know who this guy is. They've even taken some money from you or, or, or didn't give you guys money, right, um, yes, Tyrone? That's true. Yes, sir. That's true. And what what, what was that money and, and, and where, where? I mean, it could have helped, yes. helped with doing so, what you're doing right now, right? So um, it could have it shored up a lot of the violence that was that happened in certain parts of Chicago. For instance, you can't talk public safety and then remove funds from the, one of the premier violence prevention organizations in Chicago. And on your, in your point, when you say um, Guardian Angels 2.0, we call ourselves Navy SEALs of violence prevention. Oh, I like it. So when you, when you, when you see that in our said work and in action, you know why we call ourselves this. Yeah. And so LaShawn Ford states, uh, Rep. LaShawn Ford, allocated line item $500,000 for my organization to build capacity um, in his uh, west side, Londell, Austin community. And then Senator Collins allocated over $250,000 for us to beef up 
gained field capacity in the Auburn Gresham community. Both communities was on fire and increased. I mean, the Sean Ford whole district was on fire. And, and he wanted me to bring my program out in the West Side. So the 500000 was for me to begin to locate places, spaces, and to have a presence until we can receive more funding to build even more. That didn't happen, J.B. Prisca, because of his, 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 his animus against our organization and, and us really not playing politics. Well, what did he want in return for the money? Well, it wasn't it wasn't the fact that I mean I don't know what he want. I can't, but I don't I don't have a political party. Right. But I speak the truth regardless to to who in office or party when it comes to the citizens of Illinois and the violence that's permeating these spaces and places, and and often they will continue to hit the suburbs because that's where the meat is at. That's where the water is at. Mm. So the so the so the pride got to follow the follow the food, <laughs> and it's gonna you'll see more violence. So if we stop it here in the communities, then that ensures that as it travels towards the the North Shores, the with Met with Neckers, the Glencoes, the Kenilworth, the Highland Parks, right. and the surrounding suburbs, you will have us to thank for that later. We can't see it right now because they don't fund or don't even know that our organization even exists. Right. So, John, that's what happened. You know, I right. you know, I don't like to play the politics with everything. It's like I want to do the work, right. but elected officials don't allow us to serve the communities, don't really uh, respect and love the taxpayers that they claim that they are here to serve. Right. And, you know, I, I really quickly, I, I look at some of the work that you've been able to do. I saw the other night that you guys took were trying to help somebody who was um, strung out on, on on heroin, and also real quick, yeah. just real quick, yes. you you what I, what I love about your organization, you don't shy away from the black on black crime. That's your goal Absolutely to not. fix what's happening in in the black community uh, and, and stop the black on black crime. Because I mean, not a lot of organizations that are out there that that are supposedly you know what you do what you do, they don't want to talk about what's actually happening in the black community. You do. You put it on Front Street. This is our problem. Exactly. We're going to fix it, right? Absolutely. So, and then I would say to the people, then let us fix it. Don't do not do this. This is what the hypocrisy of human beings and, and the hypocrisy of those who are corporations, um, policy people, um, politicians, homeowners, Anybody with means and resources, the hypocritical nature of things is this. We are the change we want to see. It's going to take us to save us is our motto because at the end of the day, John, and black men and boys don't produce guns. We don't produce bullets. We don't produce Smith & Wesson, Glock, Sig, 100-round drums heroin, cocaine, or even weed. And we know we don't produce weed because 99.9% of all cannabis license J.B. Prisca gave to his cronies and then have made white men legal dope dealers. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and we're and he still did, in and prison now for he's, the Now he's handed out licenses, but the, the prime storefront property is already taken by Correct. the white man. Yep. Yeah, that was a big lie, and yep. people should not forgive him for that either. All right, uh, Tyrell, we're going to have to leave it there. 
for today, Tyrone Muhammad. You can follow him on Twitter at, at Tyrone, T-Y-R-O-N-E-M-U-H. Correct? Is that your... Yes. Okay. And, and Amy, and I yes. think his, I think his um, walk-up music would, you better call Tyrone. <laughs> <laughs> his walk-up song? His walk-up song. All right. We'll have you back soon. Thank you so much, Tyrone. I appreciate it. And he joined yes, us on our... Welcome. All right, brother. Turnkey.proanswer line. This is the morning show. More Chicago radio listeners are choosing... This is Chicago's Morning Answer on AM560, The Answer. America First with Sebastian Gorka. Today at 3, right before Sean Thompson at 4 on AM560, The Answer. All right, good Wednesday morning. Plenty of sunshine. Fall, you love the season of fall. I do. It's your favorite. It's hoodie season. It's what? Hoodie. Oh, yeah. Got my hoodies on. I love my hoodies. I'm so sick of hoodies. No. Oh, if it. anybody has a teenager, you have about a thousand hoodies in your house. Well, my daughters wear them all the time. So See, I know. They take I've, them from me. Trust me. I know. You don't uh, have to tell me, sister. I got my uh, girls. They love their hoodies. Well, 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 and I occasionally wait, 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 wear them. Let's back that up. What? I ain't a sister. I know. I'm just, <laughs> just waiting for you to pick up. I don't on have that. that delusion. So sorry. <laughs> You're not transitioning? Right. To Janice? No. John. Oh, okay, John. Well, that's John Anthony. He is the host of Black and Right Radio. Can hear right here on Saturday from yep. noon to three. Yes, yeah. And I'm so glad that you came in today, and you'll be here tomorrow yes. as well. We always have fun. Oh, we do. We always there's always something going on too. Yeah, always, always something to talk about. Always. And what recently happened is uh, another loss for Special Counsel John Durham, oh. uh, uh, Igor Danchenko, you know, consultant, you know, whose information comprised the bulk of the 2016 Steele dossier, was acquitted. Yesterday, of lying to the FBI and uh, leaving Special Counsel John Durham with losses in both cases. With more on that and other items, let's welcome back to the program Ed Morrissey, senior editor for HotAir.com and an all-around good guy. And I'm sure he likes the season of fall, don't you, Ed? I love fall. And uh, by See? the way, hi, Amy, and hi, John. Great to be back. Hey, buddy. You. Yeah, no, wait. Are you in Tennessee? I can't keep our guests straight because everybody moves. You were in Minnesota. Now are you in Texas or Tennessee? I'm in deep in the heart of Texas. Ah, uh, uh, and how's man. fall down there? I mean, it hasn't hit yet, right? Or well, I don't know. It got all the way down to 62 yesterday, so I'm not oh, sure. Are wow. well, you gonna be okay? <laughs> are you gonna be okay? You know, I, I actually, I actually had to put on jeans yesterday. I mean, oh. it, 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 it has come to this. I had to put on jeans. Actually, it was cold in the morning. It, it 62 was the high yesterday, so fall has fall has arrived. Oh my gosh! I have friends in Woodbury, and it's already snowed there. Ooh. Up in Minnesota. Yeah, I was talking to friends in Minnesota yesterday, and they were telling me that snow was coming. So, yeah. Wow. But don't you miss it a little bit? You know, I kind of miss that first snowfall. That's always fun until you drive in it, right? Because everybody right. forgets how to drive in the first snowfall. But, but yeah, I do kind of miss the first snowfall. All right. Well, speaking of falling, let's talk about John Durham. So what happens next? I think that the only thing he's got left right now is to write a report as to what he found. I mean, I think that when you look at what uh, John Durham has done, obviously in court he hasn't done very well. I mean, this is the second court case that he's lost, and the only one he's won was a you know was a, a concession. It was a, a plea deal with Kevin Kleinsmith, right. the FBI attorney that was working on the uh, FISA uh, warrant. But he's also uncovered things along the way. For instance, the FBI's um, million-dollar offer to Christopher Steele to uh, provide, uh, you know, material uh, corroboration for the claims he was making in the dossier, uh, that came out as the direct result of this trial. And I think that that is 
certainly worthy of, of some discussion here in terms of what you do with the FBI down the road and how it's been politicized over the last few years. But, you know, a, a prosecutor is, is known for the, the prosecutions, right? And he's a special prosecutor, and he hasn't really prosecuted these cases to a successful conclusion. And, and I think that when you get down to it, that's what the problem is with special counsels, is that they generally tend to be failures. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know one that's, you know, it, since Watergate, I don't know one that's really been a success on that score. You, you, you see them roll up some process crimes uh, with, you know, marginally attached figures to what the core investigation is. But for the most part, they just completely come up empty on the core investigation. And uh, this is kind of predictable. Well, it's so strange because Durham's own FBI witnesses appeared to undercut his allegations and said they believed Mr. Danchenko had been truthful. So it's like people were turning on each other. Andy McCarthy wrote about that, too, and and how difficult it is to actually prove that charge if you have to take it to court. It's usually used for leverage to to get people to become cooperative witnesses or um, or, or to sort of... Uh, build a plea deal that uh, will satisfy all sides, it's difficult to sustain that charge in court. And, I mean, if you're walking in there and your witnesses are turning around on you, then you haven't prepared your case very well. And I think that, you know, you can say, well, you know, they they were disloyal, they lied to Durham. Well, that's still on Durham. It's his case. He's got to walk into court with a solid case or he shouldn't be walking into court at all, especially as a prosecutor. All right, so in less than three weeks, we have some hotly contested debates, or not debate, excuse me, elections, and uh, one of them, the governor's race in Arizona, where Katie Hobbs, the current uh, Secretary of State, refuses to debate Carrie Lake. And here's her explanation. I just want to hear you hear her try to explain why she's not doing it. They're not going to look at their ballot and say, Well, she just came and sat down. Hobbs didn't debate her opponent. She just came and sat down with me and, and answered my questions for, for a lot of minutes. Um, yeah. A lot of Democrats are questioning your decision, and they're saying, you know, it's the wrong decision. President Biden's former 2020 co-chair said, I would debate and I would want the people of Arizona to know what my platform is. If you think she's as dangerous as you're saying to democracy, is it your responsibility as a candidate who wants to run Arizona to show and explain who their alternative is? That is exactly what I'm doing right now. And there is a lot more ability to have a conversation with you without her interruptions and shouting uh, to do that. Yeah, because that's what she's going to do. She's, <laughs> Carrie Lake's going to interrupt and shout over her. I mean, have you ever heard of a worse excuse not to have a debate? This is, this is terrible. It's a terrible look. When you've got CNN saying, hey, look, she showed up here. She seemed pretty reasonable. Why won't you debate her? And they're talking about the Republican being reasonable. I mean, this is a really terrible look for, for Katie Hobbs. I don't know who was advising her on this. Yeah. Uh, you know, even John Fetterman is eventually going to debate uh, Mehmet Oz. And John Fetterman's had a stroke, right? right? I mean, he's got a lot more reason to not show up on a debate stage than Katie Hobbs does. This is just gutlessness on Hobbs's part. And everybody understands that. Uh, and she doesn't come across as a particularly uh, forceful figure anyway. She's, right. uh, you know, I, I don't want to pick on her voice. Oh, her she voice sounds like a little voice, girl. But she sounds like a little girl, she and she sounds like she's hiding out from the mean kids. <laughs> uh, and, 
you know, unfortunately, if you've got that kind of a voice, you have to compensate in other ways to show that you're tough and that you can take people on. If she can't take, uh, if she can't take on Carrie Lake in a in a debate, how's she going to take on a Republican legislature as governor? Right. I mean, even Democrats in this particular case should be looking at this and going, who the heck did we just nominate for this position and why? Right. And she apparently she has uh, minorities in her office that she's paying thirty thousand dollars less than white people. So there's been two lawsuits against her while she's been secretary of state of Arizona. Oh, my goodness. I hadn't actually heard that story. Oh, yeah. My mom lives there. So my mom's my mom is all over this. And we're spreading the word about Carrie Lake. And she's an Iowa Hawkeye. I love her. So that's the. That's good. Also, uh, Herschel Walker, he's uh, really starting to grow on me because uh, Channel not Channel 5, NBC News had a two-day sit-down with him where, you know, they went to his hometown. They spent a lot of right. time with him. Ralph Warnock refused to be interviewed. He he declined their request for, you know, the same kind of treatment. Of and Herschel Walker, he's, I mean, he's been batting 500. He's really been amazing. And I think that he's going to pull this off. What do you think? I think that what happened in the debate was that Herschel Walker had to show people that he was uh, reasonably competent and rational, yeah. right? Because he's been painted as a nutcase and as a head case, too. And all he needed to do, and this is true of Blake Masters in Arizona, too, and for and to a certain extent, J.D. Vance in Ohio, yep. is that they've been painted as such you know, wide-eyed, screaming lunatics that all they really needed to do was show up and tell voters, yeah, you can vote for me. I mean, you're, you're not going to be risking much to vote for me. Brian Kemp is going to blow out Stacey Abrams by a country mile <laughs> really? in Georgia. Oh, I good. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And and all Herschel Walker needs to do is convince Brian Kemp's voters to go ahead and back him instead of Warnock. And I think he went a long way to doing that in that debate and in that um, news profile that you're talking about. I think he is going to make people more comfortable with him. And I think most of the Republicans, if not all the Republicans that go with uh, Brian Kemp, are going to um, get on board with Herschel Walker as well. Um, I think it's still going to be close. I don't think he'll, I don't think he'll do quite as well as Brian Kemp. But I think Herschel Walker can, can pull it out. I think Blake Masters can pull it out in Arizona. And I think J.D. Vance can do the same thing in um, Ohio. And I think in Pennsylvania, Oz oh, that's um, has be tight. a shot at, at, at getting past Fetterman now. Yeah, did you see him on with NBC News? And they had to use, you know, closed captioning. And yeah. the reporter before, all she was doing was saying, you know, during the small chat that you normally have with yeah. someone before you do an interview, that there was a complete communication, disconnect. a disconnect. And she got ridiculed for just telling the truth. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's really a sad day when reporters who actually report are, are castigated by other reporters for yep. actual reporting. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened to uh, Dasha Burns in this particular case. Yeah. I mean, and she said, look, I mean, other people might have other might have had other experiences with him, but we're literally the first people who've been in the same room with him when they're doing interviews. And I'm telling you, this is what we saw. And it wasn't just me. It was my whole team. And, um, and you know, good for uh, Savannah Guthrie for allowing her to come on the air on, on the Today Show. This is last week. And defend herself against yep. these charges that she's ableist. Yeah. I mean, okay, <laughs> a break. another new that's word. A, that's a really dumb it, counter. I'm sorry, John. Go ahead. No, no, it was with John Fetterman's outfit. I mean, can he grow up? I, the hoodie and the, is this, a, he's like an angry teenager. He's going to show his mom that I'm going to just the basement. be different and, you know, I'm going to not Roll up and be a man and put on a suit sometimes, or at least get rid of the, the hoodie and the cargo shorts. Well, I'll tell you why, why I think he was doing that. In, in, in this sense, Oz is super polished, right? Yep. 
very dapper, uh, which, you know, and the whole thing with the, uh, I forget what the, um, was it uh, Wegmans is the uh, grocery store, that whole ad thing that, that Oz kind of botched in the, the beginning of the uh, cycle. Yeah. Um, I think he really wanted to distinguish for Pennsylvania voters that he's a working class guy. You know, he's one of them, whereas Oz is just, you know, sort of this elitist. Who lives in New Jersey, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and so, I mean, to a certain extent, it's actually probably not bad strategy, but I think in the end, voters are really, like you said, Amy, <laughs> they want to vote for a grown-up. I right. mean, and right. that's not John Fetterman, you know, and especially a grown-up who can do things on his own and not have his wife um, – be the de facto candidate, as Rolling Stone described her over the weekend, and oh, then really? backed away from almost immediately when people started pointing it out. Oh, my God. And, you know, Ed, I think when, what you talked about, J.D. Vance and all those guys, we had our our last gubernatorial debate last night, and I think that's one of the reasons why I said Darren Bailey won, because he had to show the people that he wasn't this, this extreme right-wing nut, and I think he did that last debate and this debate. But I, I want to shift. I want to – what are we going to do with Adam Schiff, Congressman Adam Schiff? Did you hear about the um, article from the Federalist, Sean Davis, that he doctored test, text messages between Mark Meadows and Representative Jim Jordan? I mean, this guy's an, an attorney. He has a law license. I mean, should he? I mean, he he did it with this. He did it with the the impeachment. I mean, he I mean, he's done it with Russian collusion. I mean, can we get rid of this guy? Unfortunately, that's for the, his constituents. <laughs> I know. The great state of California to do. I mean, that's recall. The, that's the thing about it. he's elected. He's elected to that <laughs> office, and then unless you can prosecute him for a felony uh, to disqualify him from office, um, and that's not going to happen with with this Department of Justice or this yeah. FBI. But I'm, I'm more uh, speaking to to the, to the shenanigans that he's he's been able to get away with. Um, I do hope that that when when the Republicans do take over that they look into some of the stuff. I mean, a lot of the stuff that he was hiding from them, yeah. he wouldn't allow other Republicans to see information when, because uh, because of he was head of the intelligence select intelligence yep. committee. I mean, things like that. I mean, we can't have people like that serving in Congress. No, I think one of the things that you're going to see too is that you know there's going to be some payback for Nancy Pelosi's um, stripping committee assignments from a couple of Republicans. Not necessarily Republicans I'm terribly keen on. But you can't do that. I mean, that's 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 a that's a escalation that has to be answered. And I think what's going to happen is when McCarthy becomes Speaker, Adam Schiff will be stripped of all of his committee assignments. As an example, yeah. and, well, then there uh, you go. You can feel vindicated, yeah, then, John Anthony. I, I think Scalise would be a better Speaker, but <clears throat> that's just me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like Scalise too. I do. Yeah. I like Scalise too. But it's going to be McCarthy, and um, and and I think when that happens, they have to answer. They have to answer for it. Was it uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert, I think, yeah. the two that were, were struck from all, all committee assignments? So they're going to find two Democrats to do that, too, and Adam Schiff is definitely going to be one of them. Good. Cool. All right. We have to leave it there. Ed Morrissey, senior editor for HotAir.com. Always a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you, Amy. Thank you, John. It was great to be with you. Yeah, yeah. you too. Thanks. And he joined us on our turnkey.pro answer line. Listen to Dan and Amy on your smartphone. Download the AM560 mobile app today at 560theanswer.com slash mobile. Thanks for listening to Chicago's Morning Answer podcast sponsored by Signature Bank. Signature Bank takes pride in helping customers grow their business and provide unmatched banking expertise, custom financial solutions, and the industry's best technology. So whether you're a business looking for a deposit relationship or needs a ready source of financing, Signature Bank is the right bank for you. Call today at 773 
5600 to hear how Signature Bank can help your business grow and thrive. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender.